0: Oh man, can you, can you feel it? That's right, Dark Souls 3 is almost here. And uh, if you're thinking about buying Dark Souls 3 or uh, pre-ordering it or the strategy guide, uh, I recommend you go to duckfee.tv slash tipjar and use the Amazon link there. Uh, not only will you get the game that you... Uh, biologically require at this point, I think, Uh, but you will help out the show and the network uh, by taking that one simple extra step at uh, duckfee.tv slash tipjar. Um, And also, if you can, uh, tell any friends you can about the show, especially if they're curious about Dark Souls 3 or the series in general. Yeah, so tell a friend, duckfee.tv slash tipjar, and thank you.
1: Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks
2: with power and with confidence.
3: My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a
0: frozen favorite. Yes, and this week we are continuing our off season with another one of our random media specials, uh, talking about "At the Mountains of Madness" by H.P. Lovecraft and "The Thing," the 1982 John Carpenter film.
3: Yeah, this is this is our pilot for "Antarctic Scream," <laughs> the podcast about icy terror, <laughs> with a tie-in sports drink. Yeah, yeah, or a deodorant. <laughs> It <laughs> gets both. Uh, yeah, those are those are interchangeable. If you ever notice that Gatorade flavors could be like next time you look at a Gatorade flavor, mm-hmm. it could be a deodorant flavor, yeah, or de- a deodorant kind. Like they are, their Arctic Blast can be anything, mm-hmm. yeah, like G- uh, Gator- or, or not,
0: <laughs> Irish Spring. Gatorade has those horror had those horrifying commercials where the athletes were sweating like a uh, fluorescent liquid that was reminiscent of Gatorade.
3: <laughs> garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> just those things are so gross. Well, there's that disease that makes you sweat color. You know about that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, I, I I always thought that like somebody's going to see that and be like, it's me, and then you know, representation has it gone too far? Um, but it, uh no, but uh, but it's it's. Yeah, that's what I always say. It was like, oh, this is, you guys do advertising execs. Do you realize this happens?
0: Yeah, it happens. And also you're probably creating some fetishes right now. One hundred percent.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like uh Ooh, any, yeah, we um, have strayed. There's, there's very little uh sweating where we're going. Uh Antarctica for yes. these two uh things. So this this ended up being uh so these are kind of uh the thing is kind of based on the Mountains of Madness, so it's not a coincidence mm-hmm. that we are doing, uh, doing these two kind of icy terror things. But mm-hmm. um, it should probably be worth noting uh, why we're doing them. Right. So uh, both of these, I, I
0: feel that, like I'll take the blame if anybody says, like, why are you doing this on a Souls podcast? Um, both of these actually have, like, to my mind, a lot of themes specifically relating to exploration and uh, kind of the idea of existing and looking at a civilization after an apocalypse of a kind. Um, in regards to at the mountains of madness and with the thing, uh, the paranoia.
3: Yeah. The, and, and, and paranoia is like a thing in, in souls, but mm-hmm. this idea of kind of, uh, it's not super strong, but what is kind of strong is this idea of a, uh, like an invasion or a corruption. Exactly. That's yeah. The, the, yeah like so that, that kind
0: of paranoia. You never know if your neighbor or the person that you're with, you know, because of your lack of understanding of what is spreading, uh, is kind
3: of working against you. Yes. So like yes, like you know, you would know that Artorius is abyss touched when you when you <laughs> see him, but that idea of this kind of corrupting influence and having to put down somebody who you once trusted, mm-hmm. you know, that you know, Artorius doesn't live here anymore <laughs> is 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 uh is kind of connected. Yeah. Um also it was requested. Um so we should point that out. Someone just like, Hey you guys should talk about the thing and I'm like, Wait, No. <laughs> okay, twist twist my arm. Like we have time to kill, and it's you know, in my top five movies. Right. Uh, period. So like i'm i'm way into any opportunity mm-hmm. to uh, to jump onto the thing yeah and so it is know, such a favorite in fairness it's it's really fun to talk about this
0: stuff that has a like these other kinds of media that have a souls born connection yeah. like this even yeah, if we, we don't have to it manufacture to it.
3: it yeah yeah that, that often so and we're you know we're, we're going to be talking about video games for <laughs> a good long while after this we got about a year of just uh so it's a it's, uh, you know coming up Coming up for air and the icy freshness. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, and we're gonna, we're gonna start with the Mountains of Madness um, by H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, this was uh, originally published in two parts um, in astonishing stories between February and April in 1936. After being rejected by other pub- publications for being too long, um, yes. There's the kind of two pertinent points of that is uh, it is too long. (laughs) Um, And then uh, that two parts explain some of why it is too long. Yeah. I think Um, there's there's something, uh, just getting this out of the way as a generality before we get in, like, you know, I'm uh, as big a Lovecraft fan as anybody, but I think out of all of his works, I think this is the one that suffers the most from not having an editor (laughs) um, or a strong editorial presence or or anything. And uh, part of that, so these kind of things that kind of go... Are gone over multiple times, yeah. I think are a result of it being, it's like a recap, mm-hmm. like uh, the annotated version that, that I'm reading shows the point in which it cuts off. Yep. And it just, and right after that, there's just like a big info dump <laughs> of stuff that you already know. And I'm like, why right. are you doing this? And then it, it just suddenly makes sense. And it never made sense to me when I read it before. Yeah. Um. So it, if, if you're reading this, that's very, I, I find that to be good knowledge, you know, keep in mind, this is a part one and a part two yep. and they came out a month apart or a quarter apart.
0: Right so, so so there is uh, there, there is some kind of recapitulation, and he is very kind of in love with the details of the civilizations that he brings up. Um, and that is probably the part of it that objectively drags the most.
3: well I to me that was I like the <laughs> civilization exploring the alien civilization for me was the meat rather than the potatoes. The stuff yes. that, that felt like a drag to me was the stuff where uh, detailing the expedition. Mm -hmm. Um, which, and that's because that was just something he was like super into. Yeah. Uh, It also uh, fits the conceit of the book is Mm -hmm. that like, this is a report from a science-minded person to other science-minded people. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have this uh, this kind of overabundance of mundane detail of an uh, Antarctic expedition. Because mm-hmm. um, Lovecraft was way into that. Yeah. And it uh, and, and totally makes sense, right? Like the, the Antarctica, other than the bottom of the sea, like this is the most alien place on Earth.
0: <laughs> right. And even at the time, there were huge portions of the map that Lovecraft wanted to fill in.
3: Yes, and and we don't, you know, we, like in his mind, like we don't know what's there. So at the mm-hmm. bottom of the sea, he put Relier and mm-hmm. in the in the bottom of the South Pole, he put uh, this this city, the
0: Lang uh, Archipelago or the
3: Lang Plateau. Yeah, 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 the the plateau of Lang. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's 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 still like all that stuff is super neat, mm-hmm. and and I really love the story. It's just I it, I would never say like, hey, if you're new to Lovecraft, go out and read the Mountains of Madness because. <laughs> It, it is kind of a slog. Like, it's a yeah. long story, yes. I think.
0: Yeah, it's about 100 pages, which is, like, the only other story that that rivals it for length is The Shadow of Rensmith.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Which and, I, I think moves quicker. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that could just be me, but I think mm-hmm. that story moves a little bit quicker.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, th- this is a little bit, like, the like to me, going back to it, I forgot just how much of the mythos is uh, included in this. It's, Especially yeah, it's, with how late it is. Like, it, it, it puts a bow around a whole bunch of kind of, like, disparate things from other stories.
3: Which which is really satisfying. So this is a good like capstone thing to read. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing it does, and and the thing it's like the Lovecraft scholars and the like um, talk about this being the beginning or like a, a thesis statement for the kind of demystification mm-hmm. of uh, of Lovecraft stuff. So this is him turning from a supernatural author to a sci fi author. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is where it straight up straight up says like these things that we thought were sleeping gods are actually aliens. Right. And all of this shit is actually aliens. So Mm -hmm. it's still scary. It's still, it's still, he's still a horror author, but it's sci-fi horror rather than supernatural or fantasy horror. Right.
0: So, yeah. So as I kind of alluded to at the beginning, what this is doing here is we're talking about like, you know, when I say it drags, it stands still for a while as our main character, Dyer, is looking at these carvings on these walls and looking at these places where these beings used to live. And kind mm-hmm. of just uh, relaying to us what he's put together from kind of the environmental storytelling. Um, yes. You know, to, he's to, a to real body figure yeah.
3: <laughs> in, this, uh, in, in this story, uh, Dyer. <laughs> yeah. And also
0: um, um, the horrors that can nest in the tomb of lost greatness, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's not that dissimilar from coming across like Thumarian artifacts mm-hmm. or whatever. It, it is, you know, this is something that we do every time we play one of these games. Is what they're doing, and the same way that uh, at the end of this, and and you know, there's no spoilers because it's bonfire side chat. But like, where he kind of comes to respect the people mm-hmm. we came to is like, you know, how many times in a Souls game have we seen <laughs> a lost civilization that seems monstrous on the surface, but you come to have a sympathy for them? Mm-hmm. You know, that's such a Souls idea. Yeah, that you know, this is this is a very early uh, articulation of it.
0: Yeah, you see the reason right yes like just uh you look beyond the monsterism uh to kind of the like the rationale and mm-hmm. that 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 humanizes even the most inhuman thing
3: and and to me to me to my mind that's the the strongest and coolest most unique part of this story yeah is that uh, there's a specific kind of turn and we'll, we'll talk about it because there's a couple different interpretations but there's a specific turn and passage in this that i think is really affecting
0: <laughs> i think i uh, i think that i got it yeah, yeah as a quote I, so
3: yeah. um yeah so uh, let's start with that. and so we're gonna go chapter by chapter we're gonna move kind of breezy because again like a lot of the stuff is <laughs> like you know how many dogs they had um you know what equipment they were with what the origins of that equipment is because yeah. again it's written from the perspective of a scientist for scientists
0: yes there's it a is whole an
3: artifact from a world
0: <laughs> there's a whole character that I didn't represent in the notes because he is there because he invented a new kind of drill
3: yeah, is this the um <laughs> who did the drill Pe- what Pe- is his Peabody. name yeah yeah uh Pobody or Peabody mm-hmm yeah, um, and that new kind of drill, like, I dog, I respect. <laughs> if, 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 Howie, if you are into this idea of this drill, that's great. Uh, but boy, like, do I not care about a new kind of drill? That's
0: that's that's <laughs> like how the uses <laughs> made their fortune.
3: Yes. Can, can you imagine like the uh, the astonishing stories like Banner <laughs> with all the fonts and stuff under it's like a new kind of drill yeah.
0: and then like a picture of the drill like, oh just like coming right at you like foreshortened like yeah, yeah like the
3: like the new kind of drill gets about as many words as Shagovs do <laughs> in this and that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah but but it is establishing
0: this mundane that like just yeah mundane tedium yeah. that is going to be that is going to be broken subverted the, yeah I, I
3: mean i i get it it's just it's when yeah. you're reading it it's just like oh I drill <laughs> every time that dr- whenever the drill's not on screen the character should be asking hey where's the new kind of drill
0: whenever the drill's on the page just skip to the end of the sentence yeah
3: <laughs> exactly
0: it's like it, it's it's almost randian to a point like yeah uh, uh hmm
3: who is neutral, <laughs> <Who> is
0: neutral? <laughs> <laughs> he's coming to save us all the new drills gonna get to the heart of the matter
3: <laughs> um okay chapter one so this is kind of
0: the explanation of why they're there and kind of what the purpose of this document is right uh in in typical lovecraft fashion we have our narrator saying i only relay this to warn you off of the knowledge that i once found right yes there's this increased interest in antarctic exploration specifically after this expedition that he's going to talk about he's a a geologist from miskatonic and he's there specifically to use this new kind of drill in order to find different kinds of fossils
3: yes um he's he's dyer uh is his name d-y-e-r and uh the uh so, in, in, so, essentially, the, the real reason, other than scaring them off, is that there's this word of the Stark Meriwether mm-hmm. expedition. That is, yeah, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, don't do that. And that means I haven't got it yet, but you can buy the Stark Meriwether expedition shirt, mm. which I, I that's subtle enough for me. Yeah. I think that's pretty really rad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to die. <laughs> um, so, even when he's he gets there, um, just seeing the Antarctica, you know, the bland, you know, prior to any monsters showing up is scary mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. Um there are paintings. Uh who's the guy who keeps mentioning? Oh, I forget.
0: Uh, I'll I'll pull this up, keep talking.
3: Yeah, there, there's a guy whose uh paintings who I've looked up in real life who like it does, you know, they're, they're these big awe-inspiring <laughs> pictures of the Arctic. Um, and specifically uh things that he's read in the Necronomicon, um, which is kind of weird because everybody's reading the Necronomicon in this uh <laughs> in this <laughs> book. Like it is, you know, multiple people have read it. Right. Um and uh it contains uh this story, if you if you want to uh, to read descriptions of penguins mm-hmm. that are that are designed to sound scary, mm-hmm. uh, this is this is the book for you. Because even initially, it's just like a, a grotesque penguins, <laughs> like waddling in their fatitude or whatever. <laughs> yes. like, what are you doing? <laughs> just, just picture
0: picture if uh, if March of the Penguins wasn't narrated so much by uh, Morgan Freeman, but more by Ron Perlman.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tony J's March of the Penguins. Yeah. Uh, it was
0: uh, these. These are the paintings of Nicholas Rorick, uh, yes. uh kind of a guy who painted a lot of kind of like Asian scenes and landscapes.
3: Yeah, and uh, and then they do have this kind of uh, like a uh, bigger than life imposing quality
0: to yeah. them. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. Lovecraft, so, just seems
0: uh, offended that penguins can't decide if their birds or fish.
3: Yeah, yeah <laughs> pick exactly. a side. That's that's his thing. Plant or animal. <laughs> um, the uh, so and the kind of the action is is cut off because when they're doing this this blasting, um, a scientist they have with them named Lake finds a triangular marking that looks like a he thinks is a print of some kind of huge beast but it's hundreds of millions of years old. Yeah. Um there's a, and that is a time in which we had like single-celled organisms so finding, mm-hmm. you know, a print that is an animal that is uh you in know, this strata. Yes. Ambulatory is a big deal. Mhm. Yeah. And this kind of
0: piques his uh, his his interest as we go into chapter two, which kind of details some of the lake expedition. He goes further in, inland and uh, all of this is kind of relayed through these very terse kind of radio, um, kind of shortwave um, uh, um, transmissions. Right. So this yes. is this is secondhand and there's an economy to it. You can hear what Lake says and then Dyer is filling in the information with what he knows.
3: Yes, and I, I think this is super cool. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the cooler things that I've had a chance to do is uh, one time I went to the uh, the Lovecraft Film Festival and watched the Historical Society do a live radio play of this. Oh, nice! Um, so they do all the effects and they have that you know, and do do sound effects and everything, even though it's just a bunch of like you know uh, men standing on stage reading. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a really cool presentation of this, and you can actually get that. Um, they they sell that as an as an audio play. Hmm. It's recommended it's super cool, yeah um the uh so they end up finding uh end up finding this specimen um in this mountain range that dwarfs the himalayas um yeah. you know this this whole like everything here is way bigger than they thought um,
0: <laughs> and just uh, one one yeah. single line, everest out of the running,
3: yes, yeah, <laughs> like, it's the mountain awards. <laughs> <laughs> nice try himalayas, yeah, like everest is just like every you know, just struts in pajamas from home. Move on over, K two.
0: You're <laughs> you're number two now. Uh, oh. I'm saying the mountain is shit. No, it's a bad, bad mountain. <laughs> and they're describing this kind of these cubes that are stuck to the sides of the mountain range, like perfect cubes, like a land of mystery and a dream or a gateway to a forbidden world of untrodden wonder.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um and they end up finding um so under this this kind of plane that is uh, scourged by this this incredible wind I um, end up finding this this underground this tropical underground that has all kinds of different fossils yeah and uh and he's there's a lot of hyperbole here but one of the things I like about every you know when they're like everest out of the running when they're talking about that is like these are really like passionate scientists mm-hmm. you know like this idea like he says um the, the quote here um this will mean to biology but Einstein is meant to math and physics like you know, part of the, like, when you're reading a horror story, you're like, go back. There are monsters there. But you <laughs> have to get, like, they do a really good job, I think, of selling the idea that, like, no, this is these their careers and this is their life <laughs> purpose. Like, this would be, like, you know, I don't know what the equivalent for me would be. Yeah. But, like, it would be, like, a really big cat. But, like, <laughs> you know, finding, like, finding the thing that you love more than anything in life mm-hmm. and then just being, like, well, there might be some monsters nearby, but come on. This, like, redefines <laughs> my entire field. Like, this is going to make my career.
2: Yeah. Um, like they do a great
3: it, job of presenting that
0: it's a, it's this weird version of scientist as adventurer like in yes. 1930 like, like you know this isn't this isn't like the gilded age or something like that like that, that this is far after like that that should be a trope but like mm-hmm. everybody's passion is, is kind of is kind of inflamed here and that kind of you know undoes lake we're gonna we're gonna see this again in the thing but there's a connection here where at, at one point they're about to burn the alien and the one guy says well we can't do that because you don't burn the fine of the century,
3: yes, yeah, <laughs> and it, it, it's it's uh, it's it's very similar in that, um, yeah. yeah. They also find these uh these green uh, star shaped soapstones with these patterns of dots. We'll find out what these are later. Yeah, uh, but the the kind of star of the show it, it, they they find here as the, well
0: the starfish head of the show are yes. these bar- <laughs> <laughs> these barrel shaped fossils which we eventually find out like the the name that they give them almost as a joke at the start again because everybody's reading the necronomicon they have a shared vocabulary here um these are uh, old ones yes right? they have these seven foot wingspans and they have these starfish heads with prismatic cilia like this is incredibly detailed for a lovecraft description
3: it's it's a well and that's like so uh playing into that greater theme of like science. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're not going to like turn away. This is what they're here for.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, they're old ones now. Um eventually they start calling them uh elder things, I think. Possibly. Here. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think they, they he's not consistent with the usage. But um the, yeah. So these things, um, this is a good, every Lovecraft monster, I think, makes a good Google image search. Mm-hmm. This one is really uniform because it's so well described, Yeah, but they're crazy looking. <laughs> like, uh, you know, they, they describe them really well, but do yourself a favor and take a look. Um, I'll put something in the show notes that shows what they look like because it's yeah. really neat.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So they start kind of dissecting them and you would think, hey, it's a fossil. It's going to be mostly rock. And it's like, no, this is this is leathery, tough, resilient tissue that isn't Isn't frozen so much, and they can't even like uh, cut it open to find out that it's got like this five lobed brain or this musical piping instead of vocal cords. They have to like hack and hack and saw it away, like destroying it as they go along. And it Mm -hmm. is not rotten, even though it smells horrible, because you know it's the inside of a body.
3: Yeah, yeah, and and the dogs Hmm. are going fucking crazy. (laughs) Like the dogs go batshit, which is another common thing between these stories, because dogs uh, hate aliens, and uh, so they have to actually like hide the dogs like put them away
2: yeah
3: um so we move into chapters three and four um which is kind of a traditional uh terror thing because they they go to to find lake's camp they had heard all these uh you know these radio broadcasts from and this is mostly describing what is going on there Mm -hmm. now yeah um, because they they can no longer get him on the radio right
0: so yeah and so this is this is kind of where things get juicy. We're looking at the the aftermath of a horrible horrible incident um you know and they they get they get a look they they confirm that these mountains are gigantic and they they've got this kind of like labyrinthine look around them and they've got this mist around them and they find the you know like in the shadow of this the the whole party wiped out, and you know the like one guy gedney is gone and and so and so is his dog. Um, And and some gear. And I think that right now it's kind of like set up to it's they're they're really trying to frame Gedney for
2: this.
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's the idea. Well, the other thing, too, they're they're doing some other misdirection, too, because this uh, Cyclopean City that they see, they think it is a mirage Mm -hmm. at this point, too. Um, which like come on you know they're they're called mountains of madness and and at this point i think is like i do do you think that lovecraft expects you to do a fist bump every time he says the word mountain of madness i think so he's really (laughs) i
0: I think he's getting paid per those words
3: because he he refers to them like that's their official name a lot Um,
0: (laughs) well that's a that's a reference to a to a different story
3: yeah that's that's a a chambers i think uh Uh, edward
0: plunkett um oh yeah uh, Lord, Lord Dunsany. Uh, yeah, yeah. the, 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 the hashish man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which, a... which
3: is great as it is. <laughs> um, the, yeah, yeah. So this, this, uh, this camp is crazy though. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is it like a, like a horror show, you know, where, where everyone is dead. Like people have died either through str- strangulation or laceration. Um, some of the bodies are dissected, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic. And then there's all these weird little details here that I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's like spent matches. Yep. Like like a uh, a whole bunch of spent matches, which I really like. And then yeah. is this or does it come later where they like the tin cans are stacked in a weird way?
0: Yeah, that's uh that, that that's later on.
3: Okay, that's yeah. so good. Um, they, um
0: they, <laughs> they, they they smell gasoline here too. Yeah, and that, and that that factors in in a big way later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, specifically like all of the, the, the bigger bodies, the fat guys, they had like huge chunks taken out of them, Yes, which, uh, it just, uh, and kind of the, the thing that makes this look particularly mad, you know, aside from the horrible violence is, is this idea that, uh, uh, you, the, the specimens, they, they, they find them, the ones that that, that have been dissected, they're buried upright in these mounds, um, that are shaped like the stars.
3: Yes. Yeah which i mean and th- so they they just think like gedney has gone fucking bonkers yeah
0: so he, he said he, like li- buried upright it reminds me of uh the picture of those cadillacs in the desert
3: oh yeah yeah <laughs> um and the uh uh so and everything else that's missing they think it's just blown away which sounds crazy but isn't because mm-hmm. the, the winds in antarctica are, are the worst winds on earth right. like uh that's something that was in my annotations they're talking about how like you know gigantic pieces of equipment will just blow away yeah there're nothing
0: there's a there's a fantastic documentary that Werner Herzog did called uh, um Encounters at the End of the World mm-hmm. um that is about um Antarctic kind of scientists and researchers and just goes into a the conditions there and kind of how man is ruining it like <laughs> very little of it is white and pristine most of it's like muddy and full of equipment but they go into a lot of those kind of difficulties mm-hmm. um yeah yeah but yeah you know the, the the motivating factor here now like there's nothing there's nothing for us here uh we need to go after Gedney because he is uh he he's gone and he's the only person that we can actually ask about this.
3: Yes. Yeah, we had to find out what happened mm-hmm. here. Um yeah, so they, they head to the these outskirts of the city uh in the mountains. And it is uh it, it they, they name track, you know, check a lot of real places mm-hmm. here. Um, including uh, Machu Picchu. Yeah. Um, you know, which is and it's 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 over this uh this this gigantic network of caves and tunnels mm-hmm. um that actually make this curious kind of singing sound. Yeah. As the wind crosses their mouth.
0: Yeah. God's playing the jug.
3: <laughs> yes. Yep. Which is just a nice like little uh, word picture.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Kind of imagine it. Yeah. Um so in, ch- in chapters five and six, they actually get to the city and yeah. they start talking about it.
0: They, they 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 climb higher than they thought their plane could, and they, yes. they, they 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 pack their they they pack their plane up and they cover it so it doesn't freeze over, and they look down at this just massive sprawling sight spreading further than fifty miles in each direction of just the tops of the buildings in this city sticking out over a glacial sheet.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and the city is made of these blocks of this this gigantic like pre-Cambian slate, and there are all these decorative carvings, uh, mm-hmm. which they spend a lot of time kind of uh, describing and going into. Yeah, uh, and there's a little bit of petrified wood left that used to be <laughs> shutters. Which, like, whenever you—I love when they're describing a the city and you start imagining—because uh, we know what these things look like. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine, like imagine an elder thing uh, opening a shutter. <laughs> yeah. like, like, it's well, on, yeah. Well, well,
0: well, 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 his tentacles move with the utmost of dexterity.
3: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's 100% true. <laughs> yeah, or they just get, you know moved it with their, their musical piping or what have you. Like, mm-hmm. we have no idea. Or, or, let's be honest, they just you know invented a, a monster to do it. <laughs> yeah. Because cause they're lazy bastards. Oh, Shoggoth! Yeah, Shoggoth? Uh, yes, yes,
0: sir. Please feed. Oh. Would you favor me by feed, by hand feeding me grapes,
3: Shogeth? Shogsworth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get less of your protoplasm in the grapes next time, Shogsworth.
2: <laughs> Indeed, sir. <laughs> um
0: <laughs> but um but yeah i just i love these details and especially later, later on when they talk about you, you don't find any of the furniture but talking about how <clears throat> by looking at the carvings uh they kept all the furniture at the center of the room hmm. so they could because they were just they, they were like little kids that were drawn all over the walls all the time um and also like the strange chairs that they had to sit in because I of their body
3: shape I love a weird chair, man. Like, uh, the idea of conceiving chairs for aliens is great. Um, and Danforth is just like, he's his imagination's going crazy. Yeah. And he's saying, like, you know, do you think that this was just overtaken by ice um, and it, it was just a, a disaster? Or do you think that they had actually moved? Right. You know, like, could, could this civilization still exist and be elsewhere? Mm-hmm. Um, so they continue through into this kind of labyrinth with these, uh, uneven floor levels. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're marking their path. They're Hansel and Gretling it, yeah. um, leaving scraps of paper and stuff.
0: This is house of leaves as fuck or house of leaves is this as fuck.
3: It's also super <laughs> soulsy. Like mm-hmm. this, this, this could be like, this is like Shulva. <laughs> yeah. You know, like th- this, this could be a, uh, a level.
0: Yeah, so, and we've talked about these carvings, but they're just complete masterworks, and they yes. have like these details that, like, Dyer as he's looking at them says, "I don't have the sensory context
3: to understand what this is saying." Which is, yeah, that's super cool. They're also not uh, unlike other carvings and stuff that you find in Lovecraft; like, they're not inherently evil, mm-hmm. um, and they're not described. It's not like when I look at it, I get a an uneasy like they're weird, mm-hmm. but they don't. They're not emanating terror, right, or anything, which I think goes with how this story wants to frame the elder things right
0: yeah but the carvings and confirm that yes this was um uh built by the elder things or built you know commissioned by the elder things uh out mm, of yeah. <laughs> out of rocks laid down before the true life of earth existed at all and they find these these uh, these sculptures which confirm like really recent physical and uh, yeah yeah physical findings
3: mm-hmm. yeah and 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 they uh uh they, 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 it talks about life that is not only before Earth, so it's very old, mm-hmm. um, but also from from the stars. Yes, you know, so it it is confirmed to be an alien thing. Yeah,
0: and, um, and that's what this next chapter, or this next set of chapters, is, gonna, is going into, where we talk about the culture and history of the of the elder things.
3: Yes, yeah, the lore speculation based on <laughs> statuary. <laughs> yeah, um, so they they traveled the old ones. We find out they traveled through space, and they they had these massive wings. And prior to this, they thought maybe the wings were used for aquatic. Mm -hmm. Uh, navigation but it turns out it's actually both Um, because they can they can live actually anywhere right um, above water or in space (laughs) except in cold (laughs) yes yeah yeah
0: Yeah. and they had these again these tentacle appendages that were supremely dexterous and they didn't just bring themselves with them they brought kind of the uh, almost like a GEC or something like that they brought the cells that would eventually become all of Earth life as as the cells would escape and evolve unchecked right it's kind of like it's, it's like oh i dropped that piece of bread behind the couch and all of a sudden it has mold on it except now it's a it's it's a shambling ape-like creature that we use for food and entertainment
3: well it's like the, it's that simpsons story from treehouse of horror yep where uh, <laughs> where they they make the civilization on the tooth yeah and and bart is about to flush it he goes it's toilet time for tiny town <laughs> and I, I think about that line all the time <laughs> Toilet time for tiny town um the uh uh it's, it's it's this is where they also talk about because they'd seen references to to you know mythos tomes essentially mm-hmm. that talk about life being created as an accident or a joke. Mm-hmm. And this is confirming that mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh wait, life it, it is it is uh you know, a mistake <laughs> that, that these things made. Oops! Well, fuck. Um, <laughs> Turns out the old ones do roll the dice. Yes, um. exactly. Um, so, so this technology where they have the the these shagaths and the shagaths are essentially these like protoplasmic kind mm-hmm. of things. They can they can create new organs um, that can do interesting things, kind of on the fly, yeah. uh, and they can perform like a bunch of different tasks. Like they're yeah. kind of all-purpose goop, kind of like the all-purpose <laughs> goop from uh, Soma. Yeah, um, and and they're used essentially as like beasts of burden, and right. they they built these giant cities. They're kind of a slave race.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, they, 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 I love the size. They're fifteen feet around if they are in a sphere. If they happen yes. to be in a sphere at the time, at the time, and they, it's it's funny because Dyer's talking about like as they're going in before this is confirmed. He's like, oh, Shagath's, you know, even uh, the the, the mad Arab who wrote the 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 Necronomicon. I forget Al Hazred.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: even even, even Hazard never saw them like he he was doing a shitload of drugs and he just inferred them you know the existence well, he, of shoggoths
3: right he said they didn't exist on earth oh. And the necronomicon it says they definitely don't exist on earth yeah he was just plain um, tripping. Is, yeah and they say that's either him trying to protect people you know protect their minds which like
2: you <laughs> know the, the
3: necronomicon's <laughs> not a great book to write if you're trying to do that right um or he he didn't know and they're finding out like new shit mm-hmm. you know this is like like reading you know <laughs> Picking up, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, the, the Da Vinci code and finding out about a secret Da Vinci code. <laughs> <And he's, laughs> um, like, there's an extra code.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah, they, 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 had these chagas, which are incredibly adaptable. Um, and we learned a little bit. So the other things they're, they're, they're combined, they're, they're described, um, by Dyer as kind of being this cross between like radiata, like, uh, like, uh, oh gosh, sea, cu- sea cucumbers or starfish and vegetables right Mm -hmm. and they can reproduce by spores just like asexually but they don't have to do this because like they don't have a replacement rate they're effectively immortal
3: yes yeah. And, uh, and we find out those those stars that we saw before, and those soapstones are actually currency, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool, like a cool little detail. Like we were just finding some some dollars lying around. Yeah. Um, and so then it gets like into, again, just real <laughs> action-y and tying everything together. Yeah, it gets into uh,
0: military history.
3: Yes, because <laughs> uh, something called the Cthulhu Spawn, um, which are another like Lovecraft monster, and I think the Spawn are not mentioned elsewhere, but I could be wrong about that. Right. Um, come to Earth and actually drive the old ones back into the sea um, until the lands of the Pacific sank along with uh, Rilay. Yes. So there is this war, um, and that war doesn't really come up that often. No. You know that's not really important. What's way more important is this uh, the Shogoth rebellion.
0: Yeah. That starts here. The the war of resubjugation because yes. they were too adaptable. Right. Yes. Almost like humanity, you would say, or like
3: AI, like they they created <laughs> a you know an, an a, a Skynet. Yeah. Like it's like Shognet. <laughs> um, the um, shogworths are uh, time to shine now, sir. <laughs> we
0: spent so much time wondering if we could that we never stopped to ask if we shog.
3: Yeah, if we cog. The um, the uh, the, the Migo show up. Yeah, as well. Um, I, I didn't know. think the Migo were actually like a like an organized set. like they're, they're just Yeti, right? No, no. The the Migo um can shape shift okay. as well. Migo are um. These kind of they're the they're the fungus out of space they are these mm. kind of buzz uh like bug creatures okay um but they can they can shapeshift as well if you haven't read uh the whisper in the darkness you should okay um and then the uh the historical society movie of the whisper in the darkness is excellent mm. um and that that's uh, it's really good huh. um so yeah the Migo are great and I'm yeah. glad that like, this is like a greatest hits kind of thing. Like everything's showing up.
0: It's so uh, this is going to sound like a pejorative. But I just want to hear your, your reaction to it. Does this feel like Lovecraft writing fan fiction for himself?
3: I don't, I don't think so. I think this, <laughs> okay. this, uh, it's not fan fiction. Cause there's, yeah. there's not, uh, I think that he was approaching trying to tie everything together, which he had mm-hmm. been doing in little bits. Yeah. I think that he probably, and he was not as proud of this as other people were who, who read it. Right. Um, But I think that he probably had this kind of sea change where he was like, Oh wait, no, they're aliens. Yeah. And then wanted to tie that together with everything. Like he wanted to make sure everything he had done before was included in that.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, like uh, 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 that was initially my feeling when I read this at the start. I was like, Oh, this is, I, I recognize all this stuff from like from somewhere else, but he really is like making a Rosetta stone.
3: Yeah. Like that's you know, it's it's all tied together, you know, is is the idea here, I think. Mm-hmm. Um whereas previously like they were kind of monster of the week of yeah. things. But it it's it's I think it has kind of a, a grander impact if you think of this, you know, with this humanity being this uh uh side effect mm-hmm. essentially of these wars between cultures we barely understand. Yeah, you know, um in, in time immemorial. Like I think that's the idea that he landed on as being the most appealing yeah and there we're, was there was room for it like you could you could fit his previous things yeah. under it
0: we're, we're, were the elves on Bender's back
3: exactly yeah Yeah. Or we're living on that tooth in uh, and <laughs> yeah. on Lisa's tooth mm-hmm. um so yeah so the the, the old ones who they, they were <laughs> fighting um were ultimately driven back. Uh, because they're not of the material plane. Yeah. And
0: specifically, sorry, my, my notes get ambiguous here. The older ones, the older things were driven back because yes. they were fighting the, these cosmic these cosmic threats.
3: Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. So the the star spawn, the Cthulhu, uh star spawn and stuff can kind of phase out. Mm-hmm. And we we see a little bit of that when we uh, did call a Cthulhu. Yep. Um, where uh Cthulhu, when he gets killed, he just kind of phases out. Mm-hmm. Um so they, they can actually uh you know uh, they're they're way more versatile. They're insubstantial. They,
0: they can choose yes. to be.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and the older things are not. They're made of meat so much so that they even, you know, have to kind of go dormant. Right. And freeze themselves, which is another thing they'll pop up in the thing. <laughs> yeah. So the final piece of the puzzle here and
0: this is you know to, to a geologist, this is this is akin to just the, like the big twist. All of this used to be at the bottom of the sea. But yes. much like really, yeah, Fell, this was kind of thrust up over the course of this, you know, massive, just kind of like millions of years of seismic activity to be some of the highest mountains in the world.
3: Yes. Yeah. Because um, and, and so they're they're looking at all this stuff. It's all starting to fit with them and their readings and the like. Um, and they think like, oh, this must be the Plateau of Lang, mm-hmm. um, which is mentioned in the, the Necronomicon. And previously, I think there's another Lovecraft story that some uh, surmises that the Plateau, Plateau of Lang is somewhere in Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, you know, they're like, no, 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 that was a mistake. That's actually here. Um, and this isn't even the highest point of that. There's right. a place according, even higher.
0: According to that, the uh, to the carvings.
3: Yes. That the elder the elder things are afraid to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could possibly be uh Kadath, um, the cold waste. Yes. Which we know a little <laughs> bit about, unknown Kadath. Yeah. Um, which ends up being uh a little bit weird with how this works but again we'll, yeah. we'll go with that because
0: so like the, like the unknown kadath that, that's presumed to be like astral plane kind of shit right
3: yeah the unknown kadath is in the dreamlands right um or it's supposed to be but the idea that there is a real world analog for it isn't outside of like yeah the rules
0: or like the like like from neonomicon which i read since we last talked about talked about it like that does something interesting saying like oh all this stuff is just things that might not have happened
3: yet Yes, yeah, and they they do some some cool stuff with uh with the idea of uh, you know dreaming in the sea being mm-hmm. a metaphorical thing, as yeah. opposed to a, a literal thing. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, so uh, what happened? Why do we not find a bunch of dead old ones here? Obviously, something terrible. But no, there are these sculptures that show the old ones finding this underground, sunless sea, a uh, uh, kind of a, a dank cavern nearby. Um you know the, where they could warm up near the core of the earth, um but there was something there that they were afraid of it 's like the hastily hastily scrawled note that's like dog, oh, oh, don 't go no don 't follow us
3: yes, yeah um but they 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 head down there when, and when they do head down there anyway, because they need that warmth, um they bring the cha with them mm-hmm. to bring to build this new city um and take uh sections of their you know their sculpture and try to retain their cultural heritage mm-hmm. with them, and they probably should have left the slavery part of their culture behind. Yeah, as as time will tell.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this is this is where the action picks back up. We've done the archaeology, and now we're going to find out what happened to uh, uh, Danforth, or sorry, Gedney, mm-hmm.
3: Gedney. Yes, with chapters uh, nine and ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so they determine that getting into this deeper city would just kind of be a short walk through these tunnels. Um, but they start as they they go, they start smelling something terrible. Yeah, and they see tracks of uh, something having been dragged through the dust yeah see, they, it's it's like sled tracks so yes. okay we're we're on the right path as
0: we as we kind of go through we pass this large opening of a circular tower and the unfamiliar kind of like acrid smell that they kind of recognize from the from the corpses gives way to you know the the the, the smell of gasoline they find mm-hmm. a stack of debris from the camp this is where the the, the cans were Right. That, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some of them sheared open in a way that no human could, um, and they find like fresh carvings, and they think that Gedney, you know, went insane after you know having dug up these dead things and um, started uh, started imitating the elder things. Um, yes. But uh, he could not have
3: done these to the lo- to the level of detail that's present. Yeah. He, we just don't have the, the flanges, mm-hmm. or like, we we can't do it.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, so they, they pass through this circle, this chamber where there was once a tower. And they kind of move further along and they find a bunch of these sleds and more gear and eventually the bodies of Gedney and the missing dog. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm not sure if, 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 if why the elder, th- I'm not sure why they're here.
3: <laughs> why the elder things are here?
0: No, no. I, 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 why I, I, and the dog I were gave here? it up. Yeah. Why Gedney oh. and the dog were here. So aside from it, if they, if they wanted, um, if, if uh, the elder things wanted a specimen to take back
3: home. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. that, that probably That's my I, guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And and this is where another uh, amazing penguin thing happens. <laughs> well, these are these are cave penguins. These things are great. I love, these are my my favorite Lovecraft monster. <laughs> or or giant blind cave penguins. Yep, like bigger than the biggest emperor penguin. Yep, six feet tall. <laughs> yeah, like a penguin that walks like a man. Like, can you imagine them like moving with any degree of menace? Like, you've seen a penguin walk? Oh yeah, it's delightful on land. Yeah, it's, it delightful is exactly the word. It's not a it's not scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, you
0: have to wonder would penguins have been in zoos at this point in lovecraft's life or was he was he working off of uh, uh pictures and drawings
3: i assume they would have been huh. i don't actually know that but i would think so yeah um you know we've, we've been we've been cruel to animals for <laughs> we, we've we been blackfishing for quite some time <laughs> yeah. and taking beautiful intelligent creatures and making them go insane my uh yeah you know?
0: yeah but uh but but they're here and they're they're completely harmless they're they're just kind of mark mark
3: I love that they're blind. Like, anytime mm-hmm. you find a, a blind version of a real animal that's, like, evolved that way, mm-hmm. like, that, that hands-on, like, kind of evidence of evolution, mm-hmm. you know, like, within, uh, within the time that, that we've been on Earth, the kind of things. Like, yeah. I really like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. But um, past this, uh, the, this gaggle of, uh, of, the, of these penguins, the, the, the carvings start to change. Right mm-hmm. there's this degradation to decadence, which is which is a word that uh, that, that Lovecraft r- really likes to use, but it starts looking like a like a parody, yes. Right? And you know uh, a quote here: Danforth had the idea that it was a second carving, a sort of palimpsest formed uh, after the obliteration of a previous design.
3: Yes, so they're 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 essentially you know uh, uh, drawing over mm-hmm. the stuff to to kind of make fun of it. Yeah. um and then they uh, they find some bodies on the ground mm-hmm. as they get here and uh, when they when they find these bodies are actually when they get down there for chapters 11 12, um, these bodies are dismembered and decapitated old ones mm-hmm. um, and they are in pools of their own green blood. Um, and they recognize, uh, you know, somehow that you know because of the uh, the carvings <laughs> from before that this is the work of Shagath. Like they're they're killed Shagath style, yeah. um, which is what you say if you go into an In-N-Out Burger and you want to die.
0: Um, <laughs> if you want to have <laughs> your head twisted off like a like a soda
3: bottle cap. Yeah, yeah, I, I twist off my head, animal style. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so they know this was the Shagath, and they're like, oh shit, <laughs> these things are bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, this it's like the war of resubjugation all over again. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And so this immediately like in the in the moment of panic Dyer starts putting everything together and he realizes that the 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 folly of making these shagoths and kind of whipping them around and kind of just trusting that this really powerful thing would always stay docile describes them as more and more solemn, more and more intelligent, more and more amphibious, more and more imitative. Great god, what madness made even those blasphemous old ones willing to use and carve such things.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is It is the, the Elder Things got fucked up, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, there's one of the things um, that I really like about this, and they, they point this out in the uh, the PodCraft episode about this, too, but um, I also really love it, mm-hmm. is this idea that, like, the Elder Things are not... Uh, they're, they fuck up a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they are really advanced, but it wouldn't be... It wouldn't feel like Lovecraft if they were perfect. Right. You know, like, nothing... No, things are way more advanced than humanity, but they're still flawed. So, one, <laughs> that is so... Cruel to humanity, which I am into. Like it's very dismissive <laughs> of humans and all their accomplishments, which mm-hmm. go, Lovecraft. Uh, but also <laughs> it is uh it just makes them much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Like finding a civilization that done fucked up yeah. is way more interesting than finding a utopia. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh and th- and that's what happened here. Yeah. Um and this mm-hmm. is where he, he kind of has this turn where he realizes, like, oh, you know, the they were they were like us. Like not only did they get kind of fucked up by their own thing, but he says like they were scientists to the last. What did they have do that, that we would not have done in their place in the end, they were men. Yes. Um, (laughs) And that's like, that's such a cool idea for that to be the, the scare, like the revelation for this, Mm -hmm. you know, is just like, Oh wait, like that's, this is we're on that track you know like the the elder things did essentially what lovecraft pro- protagonists should not do mm-hmm. which is fuck around with things that you don't fully understand right and seeing that play out on this huge scale you know like everything <laughs> is bigger it's such a bigger more advanced civilization is really cool it's like a yeah. really neat kind of zooming out mm-hmm. on his the themes he's explored in really small ways in the entire time he's been writing yeah
0: And like, just even within this, within this work itself, the way that it manages that expectation or the way that it, it, it's it's not a straight shot to this. Like the, the, like when I first read this, it really did catch me off guard that this is what it would ultimately be about because mm-hmm. it starts out as like almost a murder mystery and then we find out about this race of monsters and again like we said at the beginning just the the, the immense sympathy that you know at least dyer feels and we feel through him right as he as he describes he, he pieces it together he locks it back and is like okay well no it wasn't it wasn't uh gedney that killed those people these things they woke up because they were under the sun again and because they're scientists and because they're you know they're they're just like us they they killed these barking awful things that were you know making a
3: lot of noise at them and then decided to
0: figure out what was up
3: yeah figure out what makes them tick like you know play with a matchbook mm-hmm. like what is this yeah you know like let's how do we experiment and figure out what this is what is this this one version of this thing that's bigger than the rest is it because there are different <laughs> things inside it mm-hmm. let's find out like it, they're doing the same things we've done and it's such a cool inversion mm-hmm. of what he does where like it's, you know, because the Lovecraft is all about the unknowable, and it's all about us not being able to understand the motivations of things, and that's not what the story is about, and that's why it's so cool. Like, he, his entire body of work is about that, yeah. and then the idea that, like, he's like, oh, it's scary because you can't understand it, and then turning around and saying, you know what, it can be scary because you can as well. <laughs> you know, like, being able to relate to this is as scary an idea yeah. as not being able to. And it just—it's really, really neat. And like when I when I t- when I look at it as a whole and think about it, uh, in his body of work with all of the references to everything, like this is really like a capstone kind of thing. Yeah, you know, like this is this doesn't stand nearly as well on its own as it does with like the full body of his work before it. Right, and then it's it's it really kind of comes into its own, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: for sure. But uh, the, the 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 other things are not done yet. There's one no. left. Yes, but, but not for long. <laughs> um, yes, because you know we hear down at the end and again Lovecraft he love he he love your references. Uh, he describes this sound that was uh used in Poe's story of, of uh, Arthur Gordon Pym, another story about uh Antarctic exploration or at least it ends up there. Uh Tekeli Lee, Tekeli Lee, something like yeah,
3: that. Uh, would... Yeah, yeah, Tekeli Lee is what I always throw it on the Lee for some reason. Tekeli uh, Lee. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's actually this is an injured old one uh that's being killed by a shaga like down the hall. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. um, and, and again, and, they're, like they're, there's mourning. There's like he's got Stockholm syndrome or something because, like, by by what we saw at the camp, they really revere their dead. You know, like yeah. what, like imagine an an immortal race how they like their relationship to death would change. You know that 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 ba- that burial that we saw and like the, like these last ones, they're not going to get that burial. No, no,
3: and it, it's it's you know it it's really interesting and really fleshed out. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like you can't learn about a culture to the degree that he has without having some kind of sympathy mm-hmm. for it, you know, because he just, he understands too much. Yeah. Um, so this, this, but now there's a Shoggoth chasing them. <laughs> yep. Uh, and, that, so, and that's the smell. Yes, exactly. Because Shoggoths smell bad uh, <laughs> because they're made of black slime. Yeah. Um, so uh, Shoggoths, for those who I don't remember from other times they've shown up on our shows, are these kind of roiling plastic black monsters.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Picture like a like, like a slime, but filled with these like spherical, circular kind of like uh, bubbling organs.
3: Yes. Yeah. And and they can kind of manifest organs as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, I see them depicted. They have an eyeball or two. Yeah. That pop up. Yeah. So and and really like the uh, the brain imensus uh, mm-hmm. is essentially a shoggoth. Right. Um, bringing it back to the bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But you know this thing now it's it's eaten. You know, we can mm-hmm. surmise that there are more of them beyond this. That the Shagaths have kind of like whatever, whatever happened, or you know, whether or not the uh, the other things made it down to the Sunless Sea. Uh, there's there's nothing but Shagas there now, and yes. here's one that's kind of like on the perimeter chasing after them. And you know, here's a like a really well written action scene. <laughs> You, yeah. know, you know something something that uh kind of failed to impress me in uh in the shadow of Rensmith here it really works because they're they're outsmarting it by kind of using their knowledge of this labyrinth
3: against it yeah because they've done these markings and they they they'd really studied it and because they that's what they were there to do mm-hmm. um so they're, they're running away they're hiding with these penguins <laughs> um you know which i love and, and the, the penguins are there and, and you get the sense of penguins getting kind of uh uh you know being victim victimized mm-hmm. by this thing as well yeah um and when they look back the big kind of relevant detail as they're being chased is danforth looks back and uh here's the Shagath imitating the old one or Te- the, the elder thing that he ate
0: Tekalili, yeah
3: yeah he starts saying Tekalili, yeah
0: um
3: which is like that's you know terrifying and also <laughs> plays into our next story yeah um so uh, danforth has gone crazy yeah at this point and really cool detail um and the, the whole thing has this kind of like being pursued by a train Mm-hmm. feeling to it that is underlined like he, he straight up says says it um yeah. but there's underlined by him uh, to stay kind of sane and keep focus he starts reciting the order of train stops yeah from his hometown which is a really great detail
0: <laughs> yeah and it, it talks about the the of filling this the, this uh this tunnel like a subway train filling uh, like 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 a piston right yes. describes it as this uh plastic column of fetid black iridescence yeah
3: yeah <sighs> Um, so, so they make it out of the ruins. They climb up the spiral staircase to the tower and get back to the plane. Um, and as they they fly away, um, it's still not over yet. No. Um, yeah. So they they look forward, and I think it is just Danforth um, who ends up looking forward and looking back because there are even mm-hmm. there are more things, and we never actually figure out what those things are mm-hmm. necessarily. But there's something else in the sky or high up. Well, it's the mist.
0: The, like that 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 mist is the ambient uh, off offgassing.
3: Well there's the mist, but there's something else there that he sees specifically. Uh, oh yeah. Right. But he yeah, won't, like he, a, he won't speak about. Like he says yeah.
0: I, I saw it as a mirage. Like he looked back in the mirage and he saw all these things that he lists off, including the primal white jelly, the color out of space, and the moon ladder.
3: I love the moon ladder. <laughs> um you know, so he's he, his mind gets broken by something he saw. Mm-hmm. Um, which is either a mirage or some kind of god you know, star yeah. god. Thing yeah. that that is there, and uh, and now Danforth just says Tekalili, yeah, um, and that's and that this the story ends. It is like this mm-hmm. super down note where like <laughs> uh, you know Dyer made it out and yeah. can try to warn people about this, uh, but his buddy has totally lost his mind, right? And uh, and we never get like a resolution of what happens with you know the the Stark Meriwether expedition mm-hmm. or or anything. We can Did make a, we can like, make a pretty good guess
0: because if two people can go in here and find this and you know have these awful things happen, imagine a well funded directed effort. Like exactly. humanity will prevail, and humanity, if Lovecraft has anything to say about it, um, is going to extend too far into something that will consume him.
3: One hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's not going to go well. No. Um, and 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 really, you know, the shagaths are bad, but whatever this thing that he saw, like I, I never really read it as a mirage. I think that there's something else there, hmm. um, but I really like that it's not. You know, not uh, actually explained. Yeah, um, really good. Uh, if you want to, kind of the the last total success in uh, Dark Corners of the Earth is a Shagath pursuit, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's a really good articulation of this. That's what that reminded me of. So if yeah. you never played Dark Corners of the Earth, the Shagath chase thing is really great.
0: Yeah, it's funny um, how that game is just the best when there's a chase happening, and usually that yeah. is not the case.
3: Yeah, well, it's it's it is like a lot for the first half. Like it mm-hmm. is, it's really bisected, but it's it's still good. I think. The the trick being is it's still good in the re, in the refinery, it just gets kind of shitty in the ship and in the uh, the wind tunnels or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, the refinery is still good, and th- that shot off teeth is chase is great because if you take the time to look backwards, you die. <laughs> yep. Um, like it is it is really like they do a really good job of not being able to show the mm-hmm. thing chasing you. They eventually, I mean, they do show it. Yeah. But uh, before it chases you, but that's a really great sequence that this reminds me of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is it is a really cool story that is uh unreasonably influential yeah on um, things definitely and what's
0: what's amazing is like if there's anything that the length serves for this mm-hmm. is that it can change modes so often and this is something we've seen lovecraft do even in the short time that we've been covering him for this show Mm-hmm. You know, like you just call of Cthulhu is a it's a mixture of all these kind of like semi epistolary kind of things. But this gets even more adventurous with kind of like shifting back and forth with the perspective and, you know, showing you different details and revealing information in a way that really does maximize both kind of the alienness of this at the front and then your understanding at the end.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It it is. Uh, uh, it, it definitely does that. Um it it has that change. It is to a purpose. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a little bit like, you know, even if they, that is the purpose is that that parts of it are supposed to be kind of boring to read. Mm-hmm. Um, parts of it are kind of boring to read. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that and that's end up and you can kind of skim them, which is great. Like you know when <laughs> shit's going down. Yeah. Um, but like on a word for word count, it's you know, there's up until the end, there's a lot of sizzle. Yeah. Or, you know, not as much steak, um, so to speak, or a lot of smoke and no fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but it uh it's worth it for the payoff. I think like a thousand times. Yeah. Like I really, really like the end of it. Um, I really, really like the kind of implications and how it fits into the larger work. Mm-hmm. And I love the archaeology. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that stuff is cool. It yeah. is really cool. Alien archaeology is great. Like <laughs> it is a, it is a, it is a favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah, and so hopefully we did a good job of articulating why that matters to what we do on the show, because <laughs> uh, it because re- it really does. Like the more yeah. you know, talking about it really brought that up. Like. Yeah. This is what you're doing. You know, in, in a Souls game like as as a Souls lorester and somebody exploring lost civilizations. Mm-hmm. there's a great story about that. Yeah. Um another uh a more invasive uh kind of expression of that is uh the thing.
0: So, yes, The Thing, as we said at the beginning, it is a 1982 John Carpenter film, which is actually
3: a remake of a really slow and weird 1951 film called The Thing from Another World. That is based on a short story called Who Goes There. Yes. Uh, That is also kind of slow and weird. Um, (laughs) There's also published, I think, in Astonishing Tales, Hmm. um, published in the the same magazine. Yeah. And this is a triumph of practical special effects.
0: (laughs) And it is also one of my favorite uh, movies of all time.
3: Yeah, it, it is a it is a favorite of mine. It is it is also a triumph of special practical special effects, which which I love. But that's not the thing that impresses me the most about mm-hmm. it. Uh, the thing that impresses me the most of it is it is a triumph of economy of storytelling for sure, um, where there is no wasted anything right in uh, in the thing. And I I have this feeling that like if this were like a more common movie, mm-hmm. would add in subplots. Mm -hmm. to this and there aren't subplots no no thing it is it is this very very gripping like nearly once things start happening it's almost in real time like (laughs) there's not a lot of like moving around yeah uh just terrifying scenario that is very successful at being scary Mm -hmm. um to to my mind and um you you don't think about it because it doesn't look
0: like this kind of movie but um mm -hmm. it's a really effective mystery story oh yeah like yeah yeah. (laughs) and you know just like you you don't see a kind of you know the combination of mystery and action is suspense right Mm -hmm. but like just the like the way that this is constructed both to you know but both to serve its purpose like explicitly of, of, of what's put on the screen and to you know impart the feeling of like paranoia and distrust on you and also to leave things ambiguous where john carpenter wants it to be Yes, um, and, the, and the writers of the film want it to be. It's it. It is just so masterfully put together. There are no seams.
3: Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. Uh, uh, if you look at the um, like facts about this, or you look at the discussion, it's all like, oh, when did this happen? <laughs> and a lot of that stuff, there's just clues mm-hmm. for it. It's not uh, spelled out. But it, it's the kind of story where you want to find out these details because they're important. Like, there again, a lesser movie would have, like, a parlor scene <laughs> at the end where McCready, like, says what happened, and this movie doesn't do that. The the version uh, of
0: the parlor scene that this movie does is one of my favorite scenes. Like, I know I'm just going to keep on saying favorites, but...
3: Yeah, it's it's super cool. It's not quite, like, it, but it doesn't lay everything out, I guess, right, is what right, I mean. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's not the end where he's like, <laughs> this happened to this guy then, yep. and this happened to this guy then. When <laughs> this person was alone, then like there's a little bit of that, and that scene is amazing. And that's the mm-hmm. scene that, um, John Carpenter like convinced him to do the movie. Yeah. Like somebody was shopping the script to him and they <laughs> read that scene to him. Yeah. And he's like, yep, I got to do this. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, just what it does instead of a parlor scene, like, like yes. what would otherwise be that is so much more interesting and serves the overall thing so much better.
3: Yeah. It's, it's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, this would be, this is a point in which I would say, like, if you haven't seen the thing, like, you should definitely stop the podcast and watch it
0: I, you know i'm gonna say that too actually yeah
3: i i never say that uh and it's not because like we, you know the more like we don't get like a cent per per minute that you listen to <laughs> or anything um but just like this is an unqualified this is like again top five movies of all time yeah. like this is an unqualified recommendation for me yeah um i i love this movie uh yeah. it is not for the weak of stomach um nope. it is really gross but it is uh it is not it's really impressive to
0: me <laughs> yeah it's it's really gross um and also there's a lot of, a lot of bad things happen to dogs
3: yeah, oh yeah yeah if that is a hard thing for you um yeah it's also like you know just a bunch of dudes um, mm-hmm. which i ended up like so there there's not great representation yeah. in the movie like there're no uh, lady cast members which you know is not best practices i ended up kind of liking that mm-hmm. mar- not because i don't want to see ladies but because i feel like in the hands of hollywood a lot of times what would happen would be a love interest or something yeah which would again no subplots like i no time for subplots in this movie i don't want to yeah. see any of them yeah like um, like, like so,
0: this movie and glengarry glen ross are the movies i can i can you know excuse for that
3: yeah it yeah. is it is a rare thing but it is uh i think it's okay and good yeah in this movie so um,
0: definitely yeah. go and watch this movie and then come back and listen to it that's part of the reason why i put this at the end <laughs> um, yeah. but, uh, I want to talk about, you know, just why this works so well and, you know, why this kind of like matters in the consti- in the context of this show in this series.
3: Yeah. And in just kind of a, of culture, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, cause it, it I feel like this is a more tenuous link than the mountains of madness mm-hmm. to souls. Yeah. Um, it's not, we're not out of our minds. Including it, but it is a little bit more tenuous and and the part that is there is this idea of the spreading corruption um or and this version of loss of identity yeah um that is part of souls and always has been with the the curse or the dark sign or or the the beast plague like this idea of like kind of losing yourself and becoming something you're not, mm-hmm. and uh people who you that happening to people you know right um is is probably the strongest thing i mean the 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 instigating event in of this is somebody. Digging up something mm-hmm. um, but this is further of past the aftermath of that,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely, um, so if you want to think we're just having fun,
3: we are yeah <laughs> that, that's also okay, um, but this is you know this is worth uh, I can't imagine anyone being like, Oh, this is bad, don't talk about this because again <laughs> i can't I don't understand the the person who doesn't like this movie um unless you just can't handle horror, yeah, yeah which the gore, is awesome okay. like, yeah yeah, the gore the the horror, I can understand if you're not into that, but uh, mm-hmm. if you have any tolerance for that, yeah for the love of Lawrence, to the thing <laughs> um it
0: so so the, the the film opens up with
3: the weakest thing in the movie which if, is this does this soda i wish this so wasn't there me too like because everything that when this is referenced again later it would have totally worked without this uh-huh like when we say nothing is wasted like i guess that's a little bit of an exaggeration because i tend it's, to kind of like unfocus my eyes with this pre-credits yep Thing, um, and it's really it's so short. It's just the pre credits, mm-hmm. and it's because it's a flying saucer burning up and crashing into the Antarctic, right? And like, just boy, ignore that. Like, just <laughs> pretend like we don't know that's there. <laughs> just
0: f- fade up on this helicopter pilot taking pot shots at a husky across the tundra using a sniper rifle,
3: which is so good. Like, that's yep. such a weird. Like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's so out of context. You know, it's so alien. Yep. Um, we get to this. We're introduced to kind of the main characters in this mm-hmm. uh, the science base. Yes, it's American science base with McCready, who's uh, played by Kurt Russell, and uh, we get this little like brief bit of characterization where he's playing uh, computer chess, and uh, the the he loses, so he pours his whiskey into what would be a very expensive computer. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, we we basically whenever whenever Macready is not using like holding a flamethrower, he's holding a bottle of whiskey. Yes, I and I, he, I love McCready so goddamn
3: much. He gets drunk all the time. The yeah. uh, man, I'm just thinking about like. If I was stuck on this thing and he destroyed my chess computer, I'd be so mad. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to play chess. Like you're taking away my only yeah. ability to play chess. The, the, like and this thing.
0: This the, like this thing right here, it's it's such a like it feels like it's such an artifact of its time in movies too. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia par- uh, parodied with uh, Lethal Weapon 6 where they used uh uh what's his name's inability to make a three-point shot at the beginning and then they they lampshaded it at the end saying, "Oh no, this is what you failed at at the beginning of the movie." because like this is this is kind of his defining moment even if he loses he won't lose he, yeah. he you know he he will do whatever he can to kind of like assert himself over failure down. yeah yeah he'll flip the table
3: yeah um the uh the helicopter pilot um who's from from Norway and very importantly is speaking and is never subtitled mm-hmm. which is important <laughs> um uh, he lands and he uh, tries to throw. There's two of them, and he tries to throw a grenade at this dog, but accidentally drops the grenade. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the, the his helicopter gets blown up. Um, he starts shooting at the dog, um, and he actually takes a shot and shoots one of the men. Yeah, yeah. Um, they shoot him in the leg. So the commander uh, does a pot shot out of his window, shoots him with a pistol. Yeah, and kills the uh, the Norwegian. And yeah. they never understand him. There's this language barrier. Right. This is just the weirdest thing that's ever happened to these guys. Right, this language barrier that would have solved everything. Exactly, which is that's so cool. Yep. Um, the uh, so this dog is now the, the the science team that we're introduced to. So it's essentially we don't really know what they're doing. They've got varied skills. There's like a radio man. McCready's a pilot. Mm-hmm. That's why he's there. There's a doctor. And they're just kind of there to like monitor equipment. It's never right. really explained like what they're doing there. And yeah. it's not really important. Um, the, uh, so we have the science team essentially of, of uh, you know, various men. Yes. And uh, they, they take this dog into their base. Right. And uh, the dog is just kind of sneaking around and, <laughs> and you know, he's up to no good. Um, it's just like picture picture just like like a husky
0: like 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 a dog a malamute i think is what is what this actually is like just you know like those with those those innocent white eyes and just like that stoic face you know tongue hanging out like imagine what you would have to do to make that look menacing
3: yeah he does it it's (laughs) more uh, uh and uh morricone does it Mm-hmm. Yeah cuz I think it's it's all soundtrack stuff mm-hmm. cuz the soundtrack to this movie's really good. Yeah. Um, and <laughs>
0: this was before Carpenter started doing his own soundtracks, which I like I, Carpenter's soundtracks a lot. But...
3: I I think he did them, he just didn't do it for this movie. yeah I don't know if it was before, but I just a, this he's... this is his for this
0: was Carpenter's first like major studio release too.
3: He's uh he's doing a performance mm. in uh in Portland, but I can't afford it. But he's doing uh, some some non soundtrack work. That'd be tough. Awesome. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, it'd be <laughs> super cool. Um, the uh, so the, you know they're just like, what the hell is going on? Let's check out that base and see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so McCready and Doctor Cooper, Cooper, uh, uh, head on over to this North base, and they find that it is burned up, mm-hmm. uh, and they find two really important things yeah. um, here. Uh, one, a gigantic block of ice that has been hollowed out. Right. Like, pulled up out of the earth and hollowed out, and uh, it's very intentional here that the block is big enough to contain many things and is mm-hmm. not explicitly a shape. Right. It's, like, uh, a, it's like a big tub. Yep. And then the other thing is they find this crazy mutated body. Has two uh, faces. Yes. That uh, is, is known affectionately in the fan community as split face. <laughs> um, split face <laughs> next to a uh, jug of kerosene. Yeah. Um... So and it's just this mutant, like, you know, two people tied together and it, it exists in real life. Like it is mm-hmm. a practical fact and is super gross <laughs> looking.
0: Yeah. Um, fun fact about this base, the Norwegian base is just the American base after they burned it down. They shot this last.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's smart. Um <laughs> the uh so, so they take this this body back, and uh, Doctor Blair, who's played by Wilford Brimley, who like <laughs> in his least mustachioed role, but he's he's great. Though. I love it. It's so like, good, who, uh, man. I, it was like at no point did I ever think like, oh, like when growing up and seeing Wilford Brimley and stuff, that I ever think like, oh, he's actually a really good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like him in this. He's great. Like he, yeah, he's he, 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 like like he he's
0: deliberate here, and just the range that he shows, extending into full on mania later on.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's 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 wonderful and he's performing this autopsy a little trivia uh that's really interesting is he's the only person on set who like wasn't grossed out by the autopsy because uh, he's like a cowboy yeah like he goes and, and kills animals and and tears them apart for food yeah out yeah. in the desert no uh on the reg yeah. so him doing <laughs> would, this like you know these animal organs he would, would no feel dressed
0: you at, a, at the drop of a hat 100 like,
3: if yeah. he had his way he'd feel yeah. he'd feel dressed a lot of us yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah Um, he's
0: performing this this, this autopsy on this burned body um, that is distinctly inhuman aside from these human aspects and he finds these these organs that is just like it's this mess
1: well what we got here is what appears to be anyway a normal set of internal organs heart lungs kidneys liver Seem to be normal.
0: And this gives way to one of my favorite transition scenes. Uh, There's a fun little detail here. They watch taped game shows for fun.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah they have, uh, did any part three. of this uh, that, uh, make this seem appealing to you? Because it did for me. Oh, God. I was, I just, I was like, I could, could go go hang out your in your this Antarctic, Antarctic base Gosh, it, Gary, all the time. I
1: don't know how this one ends.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I could just say like that kind of isolation and just mm-hmm. like hanging around, smoking weed, playing computer chess. Yeah. Like drinking, drinking scotch.
0: Like, oh man, yeah. no, like I, I just like i that that's one of those things I seek out stories from people who've actually gone and done this, and mm-hmm. you know like that that documentary that I mentioned before was really kind of the kickoff for that was gonna kind of like oh man just to just to go and be at the end of the world.
2: You yeah. know, like the, the,
0: the notion of being like uh of being a lighthouse keeper uh is, is similarly attractive. However, you have to give a lot of tours if you're a lighthouse keeper. Yes. Um also being in a fire watch. That seems yeah. very uh, appealing to me as well. But like Antarctica is just the is is the huge part of it. Although I imagine I would get sick of the people that I was in base with. It doesn't I, matter I mean, if you're just around ten other people. They're gonna there's gonna be an asshole.
3: the, the and that, that happens too. <laughs> the um I went on uh our our science museum here in Portland has a sub. Uh, docked in the river that you can do a tour of. And I'd never done it before. Um, And I was always kind of like, it it didn't scoff, but it wasn't like super interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I did it uh, last month and it was incredible. Like, have I, have I talked <laughs> to you about that on air at all? No, no, you haven't. I,
0: Gary, you're you're a tall man. Uh, like, I ha, am. like How did uh, how did that uh how'd you fare? Because I've been on subs and boats too, and just I'm I'm hitting my head all the time. You're a good you're a good like two three inches taller than me.
3: The um getting through uh the the kind of uh the bulkheads mm-hmm. was difficult, but you know inside an individual room I could stand. Um, however, like if the sub was actually operational, I would not be able to uh, mm-hmm. because what they did, and this was interesting because the guy who did the, the tour um, it, it was like, he was paid by the army to get people not to join the Navy. <laughs> like he's, I've never heard somebody who like is interested in and appreciates something and has history of something. Talk about it in a way, like get somebody to not do it. Cause it hmm. made it sound like pure hell. Um, and one of the things that made it sound like hell is that when you first, uh, when they first took off, they would have all their cans of food on the ground. So you had to walk on them. Um, so I wouldn't be able to stand up, um, for hmm. like the first half of it and then eventually could, <laughs> huh. uh, as uh, as they eat their food. But it's, uh, you know, again, like no showers, you had like parts of your bunk have to be have food. So I wouldn't be able to sit, you know, lay down all the yeah. way.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, you, like you, you, bunk in shifts. So like when you get out yeah. of bed, somebody gets right into
3: it. Yeah. Yeah, so you're, you're smelling that and nobody showers. So you're just, mm-hmm. it's just like it's just like this disgusting stink pit. Like it just sounds like the worst possible thing. Yeah. And the, the big thing he was saying that like made it tolerable that people liked was soft serve. He's like, yeah, you know, they get the soft serve ice cream, but it was, I, for some reason, similar <laughs> That's to That's what the, they
0: tell you to get you to go to the hospital to get your tonsils
3: out. 100%. <laughs> like or, or like just like, oh man, you'll like eating in the dorm. Like they're soft serve. The, uh, but the thing that made me think about this and maybe I was just like looking, they had like this big stack of VHS tapes and I was just kind of <laughs> looking at it longingly. Like I don't know why I like the idea of having like being somewhere for a summer and having 20 movies to watch over and over yeah. with like a group of dudes but like that sounds nice to me i don't know why that's
0: basically what i do anyway like aside from the podcast i live my life like an elder, elderly prisoner so
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um yeah there's, there's something that's appealing about that but oh, like, yeah. i don't want to be in this arctic base because of all the killings <laughs> and murders, right?
0: but no uh. just like to pull a season like to like to pull yeah. uh, to pull an antarctic summer you yeah. know
3: into it Stretch goal.
0: <laughs> well, no, the, it just all you have to do you have, you have to apply, prove that you're of sound health, and the NSF pays for you to be there. Like it's yeah. it's totally uh, it's totally a thing.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, <sighs> banking episodes <laughs> six months worth. <laughs> no, I just yeah. like, like it sounds like I'm joking because I'm laughing, but like it really is a delightful idea to me.
3: No, no, I'm not. I'm like I'm not really joking either. Like I think it sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so the uh, the crew uh, puts this dog. That they have with all the other dogs, mm-hmm. and uh, the other dogs are all sleeping when it comes in. But the way this is shot and the way the music is done is so <laughs> dreadful. Um, I, I love. <laughs> um, and the dog uh, kind of crouches down and starts making these noises, and these tentacles sprout from its back. And it's showed in shadow, and you think yes. like, oh,
0: this is going to be like a discretion shot, right? Like, oh, here are these here are these tentacles. Here's something awful happening. And then, nope. Extreme close up on the head splitting apart.
3: Yes. Um, and then one of the other dogs is it's heartbreaking, is trying to get out, yeah, um, and is biting the the fence, like mm-hmm. cutting its gums and cutting its mouth open, trying to bore a hole in the fence. Uh, but it gets sprayed down with this acid mm-hmm. uh, which is just you know that never comes up again, this acid no. spraying ability <laughs> that these things have, but it's real creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, you know they hear this is going on, Mac throws the base on alert and uh, tries to get a flame drawer.
0: Yeah, he calls in uh, Keith David, uh, my yeah. <laughs> my third favorite character behind uh, Mac and Wilford Brimley, uh, play, uh-huh. playing Childs uh, to come in to uh-huh. do the honors with a flamethrower. Which I don't know why they have flamethrowers
3: around there, but um, I presume just like for ice exploration, That's or like thing, some, yeah. something gets frozen over and they, they in an emergency they have to, know, yeah. thaw it um, really fast. That's my my only guess. Yeah, um, yeah. So they they uh, they. They kill that the monster dog mm-hmm. uh, but, but, but one yeah. gets out through the ceiling like you see it yes. tentacle up into it yeah, yeah which is super cool and they're just like well well shit. <laughs> um, so they're, they're having this meeting at this point and uh, Blair kind of lays it out yeah. um, he says that you know uh, Wilford Brimley says that there's a they're dealing with an organism that can perfectly imitate other life um and Clark who's the guy who's the the dog guy yeah, he's the he's that, the
0: quiet beardy guy
3: yeah and yeah. this is when it becomes the like who do you trust? Yeah. You know, uh doppelganger thing, because he's like, he's like, how long did you spend with the dogs? And mm-hmm. he's like, why do you ask? You know, he's he's not like, uh, you know, I don't know, two to three minutes, uh, an hour. You know, he's just like, uh, I don't like where you're going with this. <laughs>
0: yeah. But just like he, you know, we, we see him disappearing to go be with the dogs because like, that's his job, you know? Yeah.
3: And earlier, there's an amazing shot, um, or maybe it comes a little bit later. No, no
0: um, it's, it's earlier when, when the dog goes in and uh, we, we see the shadow of, uh, of yeah. him walking into the dorm when uh, Clark is uh, sitting at his desk. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So we don't know who it is, but somebody motions to the dog, mm-hmm. like, just like, come here. You know, like, let's, let's go do thing shit. Like, <laughs> just like, we're going we're gonna to go have a thing party. Yeah. Um I, God, I love that thing, too. <laughs> it, interesting trivia. I read a bunch of trivia about this. Me too. Um, they used a uh, silhouette of somebody who's not on the crew mm. for that shadow, so you couldn't point them out. Nice. Um, they actually took in like somebody from like the like a car, like a key grip and yeah. had hip do it, um, which is so goddamn cool.
0: <laughs> so um, that, that's so smart because they anticipated that somebody was going to freeze frame it.
3: Yeah, yeah. This is a th- this is the best articulation of the who do you trust story <sighs> that I've like seen. Yeah, um, it's my favorite. So um, <laughs> you know they the, they're seeding these, these these doubt and then uh, they're kind of looking through these Norwegian notes um, and uh, they as they're they're kind of using those notes they go and they find a flying saucer. Yeah. yeah, which is the one from the credits yeah uh,
0: where it crash landed right yes uh, which yeah. is which is over a hundred thousand years old they they, yes. they, they they presume windows you know the 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 radio operator oper- operator who's who's real cool he looks uh, he's, he looks super 70s but uh he yeah. says yeah we should be like we just need to burn everything and nobody wants to do it because again this is the find of the century
3: right this is going to make our careers like we can't just destroy it but he's you know scared as well he should be yeah um blair is using his awesome old computer uh <laughs> to do these uh and anytime this computer shows up i'm i'm into it mm-hmm. uh doing this calculation and it's like the computer in um any computer that just has a very specific output <laughs> you know like it just kind of says a full sentence for the audience but in a way that a computer never would yep um, it's,
0: so, it's like the, the computer at the beginning of vacation
3: yeah 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 <laughs> yeah i love that program it um yeah so this this computer determines uh, be- given how much time they have and how effective this is mm-hmm. um, this one this could simulate the entire world yeah within and like 2 days yeah, and and there's a seventy five chance, seventy five percent chance that somebody has already been turned. Yep. Um, he also finds out that even cells that are quote unquote dead still live. Again, yes. like mountains of madness. <laughs>
0: yeah, and we get kind of the, the 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 first bit of human violence here as they, just, they they realize one of the crew members, Benning's, is kind of acting strange, and he's outside. There's an amazing shot, like these awesome prosthetics of his hands, uh, kind of like uh, clawing out. Looks similar yeah. to like a Half Life zombie. A little bit. Yeah,
3: he's on his knees too. Like he's mm-hmm. kind of like he's, he's prostate. And like I love that, that, uh, that dichotomy of him being like, because you get the sense, and this, you know, kind of bears out, um, is that like there's still part of him in there, mm-hmm. you know? So like well, he's, uh, he's screaming,
0: to, like his eyes are yeah, wide.
3: Yeah. He's, he's, this is a thing that's happening to him, you know? So maybe he went outside because he didn't want to mm-hmm. hurt his friends, you know? Um, and they just, they, they torch him. Mm-hmm. um but you know alive and it's it's his that scream is really otherworldly and great yeah super scary they layer it over top of uh, yeah, of, of itself there yeah mm. um so so good and uh as they're out there they see Wilford brimley uh sneaking around the helicopter that's yeah. out there which is a thing that makes you go hmm huh what's blair up to yes and
0: uh now they realize that uh that they're trapped because his behavior extends from surreptitiously, surreptitiously going around these helicopters to chopping up the radios and killing all the dogs because yeah. having run these these simulations and found these numbers, he knows that kind of humanity's only only hope or at least he says is for them to die here well
3: that's the um that, that's what he says that's what he says, and it's open to interpretation yeah. Right. Like, which is super cool. Like, mm-hmm. um, this, this idea that, like, that could be why he's doing it mm-hmm. is because he knows what's going on. He could also be doing it because he's trying to stop them from getting away. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. yeah. So, as so they eventually uh, kind of take him out um, and he's like firing at them, he's going to kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they lock him up in this tool shack and uh, he says, Hey, watch out, watch Clark. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the, the, at this point, they're like, We don't know who to trust. Hey, Doc, could you do a blood test? And they're like, yeah, they probably could. But it looks like, uh, you know, this door to the blood has this blood has been tampered with and destroyed. Yeah. Um, There's only one person has the key who is Gary, who's the the commander. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in the
0: meantime here, you know, just uh, again, sowing seeds of distrust, uh, Fuchs has gone missing. And so yes. they, 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 they set aside this kind of budding witch hunt to go find him. And they, you know, they, they find this burned husk with his glasses on outside. And you know they, they kind of surmise that he immolated himself rather than be turned because he saw what could happen.
3: He either saw what could happen or he had already started to be turned. Right. Like it's possible that he got bit by the dog or something like that. Mm-hmm. And was just like, I need to protect my friends. Yeah. Um, so, so Mac and Nulls uh, go to visit Blair um, during this, this storm who's locked up there. Yeah. And uh, Blair has fastened a noose <laughs> at this point. Yeah, which um, nobody remarks on.
0: Actually, yeah. like it's not. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't like, really, hey, what you what you're planning on doing? And what this you is, doing? <laughs> hey, man, huh. um, oh, you know, just hanging a painting in the in the yeah. middle of the room, huh? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, just hanging a mobile, a human flesh mobile. <laughs> but
0: But this is uh like this is one of the first kind of indications because like so far no one you know kind of blair shares the same knowledge or we know the knowledge of what's happening through blair right so he's kind of played up he's played up as as the only sane man right yes and this is kind of for me the one of the first inklings that something is really wrong here. Because like, oh, is he just is this my just in case noose because you know, you know, in case like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this now because if I really want to kill myself, I want to make sure that there's as little barrier as possible. Yeah. But uh but yeah. Um I don't know if he if he made it and then turned and decided he wanted to live or like exactly at what point the developments that we see later happen.
3: Yeah, we don't know uh, I mean like no point in being <laughs> what, we're, what we're surmising is when he gets turned. Yes. So he, he we know he gets turned and there's arguments for, again, that way that like paying attention is rewarded and things are left kind of vague in a really genius way in this movie. Um, there's arguments for multiple places where it could have happened. And yeah. that's a real fun place to be online. <laughs> um, you can you can look up uh, cool discussions and people bring up points of evidence and stuff. Yeah. Um, because all the little things that he does that are evidence serve as evidence for two for different things <laughs> right so like the idea that he's possibly hanging himself is he human and he doesn't want to die mm-hmm. or is he one of these things mm-hmm. and wants because we know that when they're dead they can still infect things mm-hmm. so does he want to appear dead and and lure somebody into his room yeah or uh or does he want to appear dead get buried and be found by another civilization mm-hmm. you know or the rescue team or something like that does, like he, there's want to, does he want to try again yeah yeah, there's multiple interpretations for everything he does, mm-hmm. and that's it's so clever. Um, so as they're heading back, um, uh Nulls ends up finding this bloody shirt with Mac's name on it. Yeah, and we found out that with, when these things mutate, they actually kind of burst out. Mm-hmm. Um, so he cuts his line loose. Yeah, and Just like, uh, like leaving Mac for dead. Yeah, like, it is a terrible storm. It's like freezing outside, and uh, and they're, they're gonna leave him out of the base. And McCready, who is amazing. Uh, when they, they come upon him, um, he's got uh, dynamite,
0: yep he's got dynamite and his like
3: beard is frozen yeah, and he's like, if you shoot me, everyone goes down, everything mm-hmm. gets burned burned down yeah and
0: like this is this is a coup, right because you know Knowles comes in and says, yeah Max, Max turned and childs you know Keith David uh, takes mm-hmm. charge um, yes. but uh, but in this in this kind of scuffle um uh Norris has a heart attack and this is kind of the inciting incident leading up to li- leading up to where the film concludes.
3: Yes. Um is this also the scene where uh the uh the dog guy tries to uh to come up he's like hey Max right and walks up to him and gets shot in the face. No, oh, that's no yeah, like, that, that comes back <laughs> yeah. that's during the showdown. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's amazing. Um <laughs> and during this time um Norris has a heart attack. So we're we're thinning people out and that's gonna end up being important here in a moment.
0: So. yep so as doc copper goes to uh resuscitate him using the uh using the paddles right mm-hmm. this amazing scene where you get clear and then as the shot goes the chest opens up like this gigantic gaping maw with teeth and bites off copper's forearms
3: yes and and the uh this uh uh Norris Monster is great because because <laughs> he's so weird and mutated Like so he has the the gigan- he looks like um when his he has the big vertical mouth on his chest. He looks like one of the Ghostbusters toys. The the real Ghostbusters toys. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I feel like there's one of those that oh, did that. Oh, it was it was
0: it was the Egon where the eyes popped out,
3: I think. That, that was the line, but there yeah. were all these like different uh different ghosts that just look like people, but you squeeze their legs together and they do something like this. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that sort it of reminds me of, and eventually his head gets knocked off during this, the way that heads do. <laughs> yep. Um, and grows little legs like a spider. Yeah. Scurries around. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I love dialogue
0: where what a character says is exactly what you say. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if you say "oh shit" and the character says "oh shit." like you, mm-hmm. you know that whoever wrote this knew what they were doing or whoever directed it when he sees this this head grow legs like a spider i think the head might be upside down i might be conflating this with it, a doom no, monster it's, it's not okay yeah. it's not upside down <laughs> so i am thinking of a doom monster um but says, is it he, an isaac monster
1: you've got to be fucking kidding <laughs>
3: Is what he says. Yep. Which is like it's it's funny, but it's also like there's nothing like it can survive as its head. Yep. <laughs> as this, this little like this monster, there's no like singular thing. No. The thing the thing is contains anything it needs to be, mm. as we'll see. And, and we're not even done. We haven't even seen its final form. Like it is. <laughs> uh, it continues to to be different things. Um. So so they're like, uh, Mac is like, hey, I know I'm real. I'm gonna <laughs> tie all you motherfuckers up, and we're gonna figure this stuff out. <laughs> right and uh and and clark is like yeah yeah that's a great idea and starts walking towards him and just gets straight up shot in the face yeah because uh, because
0: because mac thinks that he's coming for him to to wheel in for a punch
3: he was yeah. there there's a scene really uh, earlier that where uh uh clark uh pockets a a ser- or a scalpel mm-hmm. like they show him like it's really subtle like he reaches over and grabs a knife yeah so it's like a really cool like you know McCready is is mm-hmm. just on top of shit um and you know obviously clark was with the dogs Mm -hmm. uh so then mac comes up with the wire test yes uh this is the the, you know the most famous scene in the movie yeah uh probably and
0: mac's hypothesis is you know as we've seen you know any part of this can survive separate from any
1: part draw a little bit everybody's blood we're gonna find out who's the thing watching norris in there gave me the idea that maybe every part of him was a whole. Every little piece is an individual animal with a built-in desire to protect its own life. You see, when a man bleeds, it's just tissue. The blood from one of you things won't obey when it's attacked. It'll try and survive. Crawl away from a hot needle, say.
0: And so what he does is he takes this coil of copper wire and heats it up at the end of uh, at, at the end of the flamethrower, and yes. you know they've got all this blood from people uh, you know people who were dead before he tests Clark you know Clark's blood and he's clean right yes. so you know Childs uh, says
3: yeah you, you how do you feel you killed you killed yeah you, you're man. a murderer yeah like they 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 kind of hate each other and Childs uh, Keith David is the same guy who plays um the the character opposite of Rowdy Rowdy Piper mm-hmm. right and uh and, yeah and. So he's, he's really, and I think he's in, um, I feel like he's in the Stuart Gordon from beyond as well. Oh, yeah. um, I could be wrong about that, but he's so good at playing this kind of like just fed <laughs> up with his shit and hates everyone around him from the get go. Yep. No, Keith is amazing.
0: Like Keith, yeah. Keith, David is, uh, he's, he's a wonderful voice actor. He was great in season six of community. Um, hmm. but like he, he's just one of these amazing underrated actors.
3: Yeah. He's super, super good.
0: Yeah. Uh, Keith, David was not in from beyond. Oh, okay I was you were thinking of jeffrey combs who is in every uh well i wasn't thinking i was
3: thinking of the, the guy. <laughs> yeah. um, at, the, at the very least give me some credit here yeah,
0: no it's just it's just funny how jeffrey combs is like the <laughs> he's,
3: yeah he's the love he's the adaptation he's uh um uh uh, the, uh god stewart gordon's muse yep <laughs> um 100 yep yeah oh gosh but uh but yeah
0: child's child's is there and you know the, the, they're all there gary who they suspected you know so far he tests clean as well and uh this is another you know kind of like funny line where he starts out saying
1: like i know you gentlemen have been through a lot but when you find the time i'd rather not spend the rest of this winter tied to
3: this fucking couch that doesn't happen until later oh he it actually, doesn't he's gonna yeah he's gonna test gary last
1: this is pure nonsense. It doesn't prove a thing. I thought you'd feel that way, Gary. You were the only one that could have got to that blood. We'll do you last.
3: Okay. He says, "Like I've got my suspicions about you because Gary was the one with the keys to the medical thing." Okay. And he specifically says, "We're testing you last." Okay. So they go through like a bunch of different tests where nothing happens with the blood, mm-hmm. and everyone's not sure what's going yeah. on until eventually they test um, Palmer, one of the cor- Yeah, Palmer, and the, the blood freaks out. Yeah, the blood, blood runs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and runs away. And while this is happening, um, one of the guys, uh, not Windows. One of the guys starts shaking in the chair.
2: Mm-hmm. At this point, well, they're
3: they're all tied up in a
0: line. It's like they're on a they're on like a bench or something like that.
3: Yeah, they're they're on a couch, and he starts like shaking and freaking out, and everyone else is tied to him. Mm-hmm. So they're flipping the fuck out, and it's amazing. Yeah, um, you know, so they uh, uh, and I love the way this this scene is, scene is edited too, because as yeah. people become clean, it just cuts to them doing the test mm-hmm. with no like discussion or anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs>
0: it doesn't show them like untying them. It's just okay. Yeah. All of a sudden, Child is up, and he's and he's you know holding the the flamethrower. Well Mac yeah. does the uh, uses the water, right?
3: Yeah. Um so so they've got this guy who's tied up to them who is starting to turn transform. Oh. Um and they're just like, Get me away, get me away. Yeah. Um, and eventually uh he ends up transforming and like Windows walks up to him to try to stop him. Mm-hmm. But he Windows pauses because like this is his buddy and this is fucking real weird. Yeah. So his face eats his Face. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, it's
0: it's this weird kind of crazy kiss, like, just it, it, it opens up. It's almost like that Uzumaki scene with uh, with the spiral head mm-hmm. devouring the other guy. Like, like yeah. Windows is a goner. Yeah, I, I liked it-
3: Windows. He was fun. Yeah, Windows, Windows is great. There's a part where he's like, "Did you raise anybody yet?" And he's like, can't "Reach anybody? We're a thousand miles from nowhere, man, and it's gonna get a hell of a lot
1: worse before it gets any better." Well, stick to it, Windows. Stick to it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <Like, laughs> he sounds like oh. a
3: real like Simpsons character.
0: Yeah. Well, Windows is also the guy who like when they're when they're smoking weed in the break room. I love that break room with the pool table and the pinball table. We, got, yeah. we gotta go there.
3: <laughs> yep. We gotta suck on
0: But uh, no, he's like saying, "Yeah." After they find the UFO, he's like. You know, yeah, they're like the aliens. They're like, they're here all the time. The government's covering them up. They taught the Incas all they know. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Windows is pretty good. Yep.
0: But uh, but Windows is also a goner, uh, given the kiss of death by Palmer.
3: Eventually they kill. They'll go. This is also the part where Palmer like jumps up to the ceiling like the exorcist. Yep. It's real good. They use uh, the flamethrower on both of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're like, okay, we're all clean. The only person we haven't tested is Blair. Yeah. Blair
0: out in the tool shed.
3: Yeah, and they go so out was, there, and, and, and we and we trusted Blair up until this point. Remember, yeah. like the game, the movie has done a great job of like misdirecting us here. <laughs> but
0: they go there and they find out, like, oh boy, uh, he's tunneled out. Blair isn't in here anymore. Yeah, and even worse than that, Blair has you know <laughs> been going around and disabling all of the all the vehicles we knew, but not to what purpose? He's
3: attempting to build
0: an escape craft.
3: I love that. Like that, <laughs> they found a half-built flying saucer. That he had built. So imagine if they didn't have that scene where they, the saucer crashed in the beginning, uh-huh. or even if they never actually found the original version. If there's just this monster, and then they find Blair building a spacecraft. Yeah, like that would have been a really cool way to tell you that this is an alien. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, uh, the the McCready says like, "Hey, at this point, he's given up trying to spread to the rest of the world. He wants to escape so he can freeze and go back to sleep."
0: yes the, um, the, the 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 thing specifically like yes. he knows he knows this time it's doomed but there's going to be there's going to be time you know <laughs> the help's going to come and that's when it's going to uh, get real
3: yeah so so they split up because they're idiots and <laughs> they're, they're in a which one do i trust story so right. it's, it's really good to to split up yeah and one of my amazing like one of my favorite practical effects in the movie is uh gary is walking around by himself yeah and Lair corners him and that look on Brimley's face like when they stare stares him down mm-hmm. and he just touches him
0: on the face like he gives yeah. him like a like
3: a like a holy man kind of thing and reaches into his face like stretching out like making his skin plasticine <laughs> he's, he's wearing like he's wearing his face like a glove yeah it's so good yeah. like that that that's an amazing amazing shot um and eventually like you know because he's absorbed gary and because he's you know mutating into his final form he eventually transforms into this like gigantic like beast at the camera like he's not even he, sh- he shows like tentacles fly from the ground and stuff like mm-hmm. he is under the ground yeah. in a big bad way
0: he, he's never shown all at once In a bit of trivia here they were going to show all of him but like yeah, the, there's like, a stop the, motion yeah. version of it they made yeah but it just it didn't look good so they kind of left it at these hints like he for all intents and purposes is the base at yes. this point
3: yeah and the other people die as well um mm-hmm. there's some other people who are wandering around and this is where uh uh was it rolls or calls or falls n- n- yeah, n- n- like, yeah Nulls like, gets it here n-
0: well n- Nulls, like we never see him die like he just walks off screen and just never comes back
3: yeah presumably this is this is where he dies cuz we know he's not there in the end right um so uh, it's it's kind of burrowing uh, throughout <laughs> all through through the ground here and it's trying to get uh, mac and uh, mac says
2: fuck you too
3: <laughs> and blows up the base, uh, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, presumably destroying Wilford Brimley. Um, child, who's been wandering around, kind of comes in while Mac is really hurt. And uh, the, the, the last shot of the movie is them being like,
2: you the only one who made it?
1: Not the only one. Did you kill it? Where were you, Child?
2: Thought I saw Blair. went out after that lost in the storm.
3: and but neither of them trust each other right so so all that they can do is drink and, and as they they freeze it like they're like uh the child hand. says like that fire made this warm it's not and then like McCready's That's right, like it's not gonna last though yeah you know yeah. um <laughs> interesting like getting like trivia stuff um, John Carpenter uh, says that child is definitely a thing hmm. at this point. And the reason why is really cool. I went back and watched it. Um he doesn't breathe during this scene. Really? Yeah. He does, he- I mean, there's a couple places when he when he exhales, when he takes the alcohol, there's a little bit of steam that comes out of his mouth. Uh-huh. But if you watch them going back and forth, um, McCready, it's obviously right really cold and there's huge billowing, like you can see his breath. Huh. And you can't with child's. Wow, I didn't uh, notice that. And um, Huh. I didn't, I didn't notice it either, but it was, uh, again, like, I just saw it when I was re- looking up, like, an interview that John Carpenter had done mm-hmm. about it. And John Carpenter's like, no, it's obvious. It's, you know, child <laughs> is the thing. Which doesn't mean that he's going, like, it doesn't mean doom. Uh-huh. It just means that, you know, because the thing is also wounded. Right. At this point. Like, it's not like they're both, like, two. So, it's like, at first I didn't like that, but I kind of like this idea of one of the, mm-hmm. them being enemies. They're, they don't know. What the other person knows, but they are mm-hmm. both too hurt to do anything about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, it, I don't know, like it, it's this weirdly benign form of nihilism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, well, f- fuck it. <laughs> oh, yeah. gosh. What's funny is the, the piece of trivia that I'll bring to this is that the the, the edited for TV version of this is much darker Hmm. because at the end uh instead instead of ending um i I forget exactly what it cuts out but it ends with a with with a dog kind of like running away from the base over over the snow
3: yeah and the dog looks back at the base like uh-huh and then (laughs) (laughs) then continues on so it ends with the apocalypse so yeah that, that's an alternate ending um that they had there was also another alternate ending that they didn't shoot um that has mccready being tested, <laughs> tested clean yep yeah, it's tested like, clean.
0: it's like they, they, they shot it but they never the, the for the purpose of uh, i think it was the editor who said yeah you really need to like film like a non-downer ending for this and yes. so they shot it and for for the purpose of like okay well we'll test it and see and then carpenter just didn't include it and like that has never shown up
3: no no it's it's been shot but no one's ever seen it Um, which I love that. I love things that are, uh, you know, no one's ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, uh, yeah. So the ending ends up being like simultaneously a huge downer, but also ambiguous in like the best possible way. Yeah. Like we don't actually know. So even if, uh, if, you know, child is a thing. But they're still like, they, they can live after they're dead. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just going to happen yeah. again. Um, there's been a tease at sequels of this a bunch of times. Um, Carpenter was going to do one. There was going to be a mini series on, uh, I think, the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. Like a four-episode thing. Um, and there's, have you seen the prequel? like the 2011 the thing no
0: i haven't but that's mostly because of my my fondness for this yeah. movie like it's it, it's it's a dumb and prejudiced thing like i ought to just like take a look at it and get get an informed opinion about it but uh but like i know that it's the norwegian outpost and that not a lot of people liked it but there could be something cool about it
3: i haven't seen it either i just i to my mind i was like i don't want to know what how the norwegian outpost found the thing right like it doesn't it's yeah. just not to me like and the story i like the blanks being where they are
2: mm-hmm.
3: um and i mean someday maybe i'll watch it but it is uh it's a rare like a lot of times some of my favorite stuff like i would like to see sequels or see expansions on it mm-hmm. and this is a case of where i really don't yeah
0: there was a uh there was there there, there is a uh thing video game uh made for oh, the yeah. playstation 2 and xbox that is a sequel to this um it does some real dumb stuff with the story because uh because macready is alive <laughs> in it. Yes. Um, but it, it does take place, you know, with, with the rescue crew that comes to, uh, that comes to us outpost 31. Um,
3: it's, um, it's also, um, I remember this being, and I've never played it. I just know, um, from hearing Scott Charkey complain about it, mm-hmm. uh, cause this was, it came out around the time he was on a lot of podcasts. Um, is that the, uh, the, whether something is an alien or not is not consistent, right? So you can have somebody on your team walk around they never get exposed to the thing, and then turn into other thing. Yeah, so which that misses the point completely. Mm-hmm. and is terrible
0: yeah but uh like mechanically what they do with like trust and whether or not your squad members will you know do what you ask them to do and you know testing people to like raise trust there's there, there's a seed of a good idea in that it just yeah. it's it's really not it's not executed on very well like i i like it because it's a survival horror game and it's based on the thing but like it plays it's super loosey-goosey in a way that a uh, betrayal the wrong like a wrong word it's just it, it it is not a good treatment of the of the source material
3: no, no, not not at all. Um, which is kind of a bummer because that's a cool mechanic and it's something that's uh, explored all the time in uh, board games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, uh, board games and card games do that kind of what? Who can you trust? From the humble I, werewolf
0: up to some game only like, you would know about between like, yeah, the two coo, of us.
3: Like, <laughs> like Coup and stuff like that. Which like I don't, I don't or like Battlestar Galactica or something like that. Which mm-hmm. I, I don't really like playing those board games as a multiplayer thing. Uh, partly because there's not. Like, I mean, it, the coup is a simple version, which is like not really this, um, cause you don't have a lot of moves with Battlestar Galactica. You're supposed to be kind of playing the long con mm-hmm. as, as the thing. And, uh, I never feel equipped to do it, mm-hmm. but I would love to explore it in a single player space. Yeah. Like I would love to, like, I want to play that where I don't have to be the villain, but I have to figure out who is, yeah. um, and I haven't seen that mechanically explored to end, you know, satisfa- to my satisfaction. Right. Um, I think so it is, it is a thing that has popped up. Mm-hmm. and the thing is a thing the thing is the thing is the thing <laughs> um there's yeah there's, there's nothing else i could like i mean i feel like we were appropriately uh, effusive effusive <laughs> about this um and i don't feel like i exaggerated no like, no
0: like it's one of those things because like eventually you expect the magic to wear off with something mm-hmm. no matter no matter how much you like it like it becomes rote or it becomes like oh like you you start appreciating it in kind of like different but kind of like more kind of like well-worn and smoothed off ways mm-hmm. like this is this is like one of a handful of movies that 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 feels fresh to me in a different way every time
3: yeah yeah it is uh, and I, it's not like I watch it you know every year or something like that. This is, I watched it uh, twice for this Mm -hmm. and it was the fourth and fifth time I've seen it Mm -hmm. respectively. So it's like, that's not, you know, there are movies I've seen more. Yeah. Um, But it's every single time it impresses me. And it is just that it really comes down to that economy of like (laughs) no subplots. Yeah. Like if you like, I really wish, and there are other pieces of media I can think that do this, but like point I wish there was more, Yeah. you know, like more moods no subplots. Mm Mm-hmm. Get him out. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to see it. Like, I'm not interested in it. All that time can be better spent yeah. doing something else.
0: Yeah. Well, you know? well like, well, what's funny is, uh, I don't know, like, just the lack of economy or just kind of, like, a real bloated film will load character detail into a subplot. Like, well, we need to give, you know, this character or this pair of characters their their space. Yes. Right? As opposed to kind of using every part of the buffalo and revealing that stuff through like really scant stuff in the like in the main line, like this this is all spine, is what this is. Yeah.
3: Well, and it's worth pointing out too that like it's not a this is not a character heavy movie. Mm-hmm. Like you get a great sense, you get a, like a sketch of everybody, right? You know, and you get a really good sense of McCready. Yeah. You know, so you can do that with this movie that you maybe couldn't do with a lot of other movies, like a character based movie. That's going to be a hard thing to yeah to eschew those those subplots but for this like the point is not you know who the who these people are yeah. you know like windows is great i get a little sense of him but i couldn't mm-hmm. like you know i couldn't write a book from his perspective but that's enough you know <laughs> yeah no you, you you definitely get it's fine to have it's okay to have two-dimensional characters yeah you know as side characters and 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 lean into that at if what you're trading that off for is this kind of economy and kind of perfection like mm-hmm. this kind of lean beef
2: yeah
3: um yeah, the effects which we didn't really lean into, like all of the stuff, is just like blood and plastic and animal organs, mm-hmm. kind of put together in a way that is like really creepy. Yeah, um, in in a way that is really effective because even though some of it is not, uh, uh, there's, it's, there is, there's you can some, see through it.
0: There's some really weird matting and like compositing. The place where it's most apparent is in the uh, the Doctor Copper getting killed, like the like the battle yeah. scene. Like that was like, oh, that's that's very obviously like some some like rough mat and composite work.
3: Yeah. But but for the most part, just the fact that everything is there or almost everything is actually there, seeing it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is sharing the space with these people. Yeah. So mm-hmm.
0: and so yeah. much of what we see anyway is still, right? Like yeah. a, it is it is a shot of something terrible that has happened right before we got there.
3: Yeah, it's it's the, the space jockey from Alien. <laughs> you know? Um yeah. So so good good goddamn shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, i love it so much i i am i am way 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 excited
0: <laughs> so cool yep so yeah. i i don't think that is so shame on you if you listen to this and you didn't watch it um i don't i don't think that's well, a movie if, if
3: you can't if you can't do horror movies then yeah this is the yeah. Way.
0: yeah that's fine as is you, shame on shame on you is too strong i don't know if it's a movie you can spoil actually again because of that two-dimensional character thing like oh boy gnolls Tran or Parker transforms. Like who's who's Parker? I, what?
3: I, I would I would not want to know that uh Wilfred Brimley was a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Yep. Um that that would be the only thing. And that's not it's it's a twist, but it's not portrayed like a dun 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 kind of <laughs> twist. It's like it's portrayed like a uh oh, like I was never really totally sure and before, but you know, boy, these guys are really fucked now. Like it it, it does add to it, but it's not like you know, knowing that uh Bruce Willis lived in an eighteen hundreds village the entire time or whatever. Uh, yeah. Or wherever those movies go. Um, but yeah, I, I love it and I'm happy we had a chance to talk about it. Yeah. Um yeah. What are what are we doing next time, Cole? Well, Gary, next time uh we're doing a brief episode about Titan Souls.
0: Titan Souls. Yeah, this is uh this is an indie game that came out uh a year or two ago. And you can get mm-hmm. it on Steam. Uh you can also get it on like Vita um or like PlayStation, PSN kind of stuff. Um, i have
3: mixed feelings about it Um, i'm looking forward to you know articulating mixed feelings about it yeah it's it's pretty much all on the page there (laughs)
0: like the it's it's uh, for for as kind of like varied as some of the stuff you do is
3: it is a very shallow game (laughs) it's very shallow (laughs) and it's 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 i feel like i mean we'll talk about it but it's it's trying to be unshallow in ways i don't think it's successful at right like i'm never like into exploring in that game but there are large stretches of Space between things for some mm-hmm. reason yeah and then that that space served a purpose in shadow of the colossus yeah i don't uh, i don't feel like it serves a purpose here
0: right um, you know, and in a series of podcasts where we're talking about a series that uses space so well to its advantage yeah um, and the fact that it put fucking souls in the title and
3: yeah it is well it's more than that like it has mm-hmm. you know that, that kind of focus on like learning a pattern mm-hmm. and easing a thing like that's what it's banking in on oh for sure it just doesn't quite uh, get there yeah in in retrospect Let's say we we didn't plan these out as far in advance. Um, after right after this, and you know, I'm going to record an episode. Check it out, comrade. We're going to talk about Dark Mouse. Mm-hmm. That would have been a way better thing to talk about. Hmm. But uh, sadly, too late now. It's too late we're, now. We're embarked. Yep, we are embarked. That ship has already sailed. Yeah. Um, after that, we're going to be doing an episode about the movie uh, Labyrinth, mm-hmm. uh, which is out of all the three movies we're covering or uh, uh, movies recovering is even less connected than the thing. <laughs> but the commonality is that that was a major part of Souls of Darkness, the the book I wrote, which definitely is about Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're going to be talking about the, kind of those two things, another brief episode as we uh, really, honestly, uh, have time to play Shadow Tower Abyss. Yes. Um, so we're going to have Nick on that episode, uh, Nick mm-hmm. Daniel, um, of Key Kingdom and the illustrator for the book. And uh, yeah, so we're going to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the book and talk a little bit about the movie Labyrinth and how those things come together. Yeah.
0: And yep. Yep, and the uh, the the off season is going to c- conclude, like we said,
3: with a discussion of Shadow Tower Abyss, which is so good. Yeah, which is which is super cool. Like, I'm so glad that we had the chance to to do this dive into Shadow Tower. Yeah, uh, for this, like, I'm i I really want to explore the other King's Fields, mm-hmm. like fully too, but like just having that series kind of knocked off is going to feel really good. Yeah, uh, because it's really cool. And then yeah. after that, first impressions episode of Dark Souls Three. Yeah, uh,
0: it's like right we're here. Like, we're like six weeks away, Gary.
3: Yep, uh, throwing this out there. We've said this on social media. Uh, if you spoil anything in dark souls three, I will cut you, <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you, you mean uh,
0: cut you out of, a, out of, out of yes, their, your I, life, I, I, right? I,
3: I will mute you. Um, <laughs> I don't want to know enemy names. I don't want to know area names. I yeah. don't want to know anything. It is. I, I've already had something, uh, not ruined, but I had like a minor thing and yes, I, it maybe seems like I'm being a baby, <laughs> but I just like respect the way why it doesn't hurt you to, you know, to not put that stuff online.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I heard the area name.
3: I did not hear the area name. I heard something else. And well, let's not confer notes because you yep. just wouldn't multiply misery. But <laughs> yeah. the thing I heard is it's like something I could have guessed, but I'm annoyed mm-hmm. um, by it all the same. And it's just like, yeah, you know, I want to go in blind, man. Yeah. Like just, why is that a problem for yeah. some people? Like some, there's a weird, there's been a discussion around it where it's like, Oh, you're fucking baby. give me a break like why do you care (laughs) (laughs) why do you why like the way that i want to engage with this thing i care a lot about why Mm -hmm. is it hurting you that i don't want to engage in it the same way you do
0: (laughs) and and also it's you know we're not saying it's not our responsibility we are purposely avoiding media related to this all we're saying is like hey don't
3: don't bring bring it to us (laughs) yeah don't tap me on the shoulder with it the thing i saw was a journalist who was like he he tweeted the headline of a thing he wrote that was like how to do something in the game Uh uh-huh like nobody has the game yet. Like, what, is, what is that? What is is that just for other people who have preview copies? But you're yeah. just like putting it out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, what are yeah. you doing?
0: If like, if you're sensitive to our sensitivity, I will say that we have our reasons uh, beyond just this is the way we want to enjoy the game. I want to preserve that sense of wonder when I when yeah. when, when I talk about my impression of this thing. I like I want to I, like I want to be fresh. I don't want to say, well, in this event previously in this article, I knew that so and so like. I can't act that well, guys.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's not even like for me, it's not even acting. It's just, you know, the example I bring up and I keep bringing up is the Turtle Knights from Dark Souls 2, mm-hmm. which all of the preview uh, material said that they fall back on you if you try to backstab them. Mm-hmm. That was obviously meant to be a surprise yeah. for people who played the game and who were expecting it to act a certain way. And like, I just had that ruined for me. Yep. And that's a bummer. I would have rather have not had that ruined for me. And seeing title cards pop up on Souls games is one of my favorite things. Mm hmm. Like I don't I want to be in my my living room sitting in my sleep pants and be like, whoa, you know, the <laughs> abattoir of, of bloodletting, you know. Like I want I want that, you know?
0: Yeah.
3: Um that said, uh, once the game comes out, if you uh, if you are one of our patrons, uh, which you should do anyway, head on over to patreon.com forward slash duckfeed TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you pay two dollars a month, you can hang out on our Slack channel. Yep. Um our Slack channel is gonna be the best place to be uh for Dark Souls 3 stuff. I can I, very comfortably feel- say that. I 100% feel confident that is going to be the most fun place to talk about this game with the least <laughs> amount of bullshit. Yeah. Like there's not going to be anybody like getting anybody, everyone is going to be respectful. Like mm-hmm. it is the the best community I've seen online. Mm-hmm. And uh that is should be a motivator. If I was just listening to the show and didn't want to support us on Patreon, that would be a motivator for me to have a place to talk about Dark Souls 3 with like 300 people who <laughs> are really well curated. Yeah. Um, so you got that going for you. I, I, I would recommend that. Mm-hmm. Um, also you could do it cause you're nice and you want to, want to support us.
0: Yeah. And it makes a huge difference
3: for us. It does yeah certainly does
0: Mm -hmm. you can go to uh facebook.com slash bonfireside chat and uh check out uh what is assured to be a very uh like a flurry of activity as dark as dark souls 3 uh comes out hopefully no spoiler kind of stuff um but uh one one of the cooler things we've seen is a a a fan named doug made some random generator uh random generator things for both character names and place names which when i want to when i'm feeling down i just i just randomize something
3: yeah so they're, they're pretty good too like it, it is it's i haven't had anything pop up that's like a super dud it's pretty good yeah.
0: undiscovered your the final yeah. amalgamated widower
3: yes <laughs> yep. very good yeah um yeah um other than that ratings reviews are helpful um thanks for sticking with us during this weird off season yeah and uh we're looking forward to uh if, if you're not hearing this because you're off during the off season <laughs> mm-hmm. Then
0: uh we'll see you in dark souls three time yeah. and uh, i appreciate everybody who said kind of things about the off season stuff it's nice to yeah. hear nice things but you know this is uh an adventure for us and uh to hear that it's resonati- resonating uh feels very good
3: mm-hmm yeah um
0: yeah so until next time uh, what should they do cole um they should watch out for flamethrowers because we're all things you see yes indeed
1: <laughs> and we all pray that we will have far more soon I just cannot believe any of this voodoo bullshit. Charles. happens all the time, man. They're falling out of the skies like flies. Government knows all about it, right, Mac? You believe any of this voodoo bullshit, Blair? Charles, Charles, chariots of the gods, man. They practically own South America. I mean, they taught the Incas everything they know.